It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Taryn watches live feeds all day long. Brent's always there to say when he's wrong. They've got the feud that just won't quit. And Melissa's the one who has to deal with their sh**. Now the LSD. They told you it for free. While you're living your life, they're watching TV. Now the LSD. They do it for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our roundtable podcast for Big Brother Canada 8. This is the podcast where we break down everything from the feeds. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Brent. How you doing, Brent? Hey, Taryn. How you doing? When I said I was looking for a Twisto's twist to save Min Lee, this is not what I was thinking of. And even then, I don't even know if it's going to save Min Lee. So we'll, we're, in a, we're in a holding pattern. We're in a holding pattern. Uh, and YouTube is working for us. So that's Yay, a, I saw that. Look at the positives in life sometimes. Um, oh, well, <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. They said somebody said live, but I think they're watching a Periscope. It says oh, no, YouTube, YouTube, did, did, YouTube didn't start. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Ah! <laughs> that says it's live for me here. It's maybe it'll start eventually. It's like a couple, didn't, didn't last week, like it started like, um, like a few minutes after or something. Uh, maybe, maybe. Last uh, week, uh, Scott had to come in. Yeah. Oh God. Um, maybe, maybe a new link. It's it sounds like. Yeah, it says new link. We're we're live somewhere on YouTube. Oh, maybe. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, maybe. Someone needs to figure this thing out. It's very you annoying. Know, we're we're doing our best here. Okay, uh, save that link and then go yeah. to Twitter and then tweet it. Um, <laughs> I think I well, need we're, to. We're just gonna like also follow dance. that link. Yes, I know, right? I'm so that I can get to the well. chat. Does All that right. have a different chat? All right, yes, it does. It has a different oh, chat. Okay, it does. If the uh, mods can help us out and uh, keep an eye on that other chat, and make sure people are sent the right way, that would be great. Um, all right. Sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, I don't know. What is up with YouTube lately? I know. It's been doing this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's it's got a virus. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. So we are here and we're going to be talking uh, with the roundtable stuff. So there we go. Uh, Melissa is also with us tonight. How are you doing, Melissa? Not great, Darren. Not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. As everyone can imagine. 
And as my tweets may be let on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that a little. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 an interesting time to be talking about Big Brother Canada here. Uh, it's uh, it's not not great all around. Not great all around. <laughs> Uh, but we are live on YouTube and we, we can take something from that, you know, we are live on YouTube, bit. but if you are on the old link, you're going to be in the chat room and you're not going to be able to see us and we're not going to be there. So, and you're not hearing this right now. So, yes. Oh, well, that's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you would, you would if you were on Periscope. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but we are live here. We will be talking about the week in big brother, Canada. Eight. And uh, it's there's a lot to talk about here. So get buckle in, uh, get get ready. Uh, we, we've got we've got a bumpy ride ahead of us, um, a, a, an eventful week and uh, and and some serious topics to cover. So uh, we, we, we got to be we got to be ready here. Um, let's let's just quickly get us to the current place uh, of where we are. Now, there's obviously some major things to cover, in particular, um, right off the top, that uh, Jamar has been removed from the game. We will talk about that. And uh, we have, we hope, a guest coming on the way um, that uh, hopefully Ika will be joining us shortly um to to talk about this uh but uh but we so we will talk about that so what we're going to do is we're going to recap the week leading up to that point and then maybe by the time we get there it'll time well and Ika will be here uh or maybe not but we're going to try so good plan i like yeah. it yeah. <laughs> all right so the last time we spoke uh it was tuesday of last week and a flip had almost just happened michael almost stayed in the game uh that a lot of votes had come together but they never they never uh you know got together they never glued together and the flip died and uh after that night it never really came back together despite vanessa occasionally wanting it to um and so michael went home 9 to 3 uh michael uh the first person actually voted out of the house uh to no audience which was interesting uh we talked about that on thursday night um then we had sheldon win the following hoh and sheldon's plan immediately was that uh he's gonna put up maddie and re with re as the target and we talked about this thursday night as well we said looks like a slow week guys uh what what a crazy famous last that word. first week but uh looking like we're got you got smooth sailing ahead of us here um and you know we were uh, so naive you know yeah we were we were young we, <laughs> we were young back then we, you can't blame us we didn't know what the future <laughs> held for us um we've been scarred by the world uh since then um and so it, it uh it, it did not it did not work out that way uh, but I did say to be, give me myself a little bit of credit. I did say, I do think there's a chance that Min could be in trouble here. Uh, that if she, if she acts up, then I could see Sheldon making a move on Min. And, uh, what, what did Min do, Brent? Min has played really horribly. Uh, <laughs> she is trusting the wrong people. Uh, she has a good heart, I feel like. She wants to trust people and, and ride to the end with them and, and try to uh, engender trust with them by not breaking her word with them. But she, her instincts have led her astray from the beginning. Uh, she is a messy bitch, just like I'm a messy bitch. And she can't help 
but get involved in stuff that maybe she shouldn't get involved in. And it has led to a lot of consternation among a lot of house guests. Uh, for instance, uh, she trusts Vanessa far more than she should. Vanessa is an absolute wild card. In fact, the word, the word wild card in my eyes doesn't even describe Vanessa because she really has no sense to what she's doing in the game. She really does have no sense. I mean, like, like well, at least a wild card to me is self-interested. I don't really even, even know that Vanessa is self-interested. So, but like I said, Min is far uh, more uh, loyal to Vanessa than she, than she should be. And because of that, it is causing her issues in the game to the point where now she is in danger of going home. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, to, to put it shortly, uh, that uh, Min acted up a bit. Yeah. Um, and I mean, right away, she was she was talking about how, you know, Sheldon and Brooke are the two of the biggest floaters in the game, um, that Jamar was one of the biggest floaters in the game. And she was throwing all three of them under the bus, uh, trying to get them targeted to some to some amount of target uh and uh this was this was obviously bad for her these, these things got back to uh to sheldon he he wasn't pleased um then the vanessa of it all because i don't think that would have been enough i don't think that would have been enough to put Min in the hot seat uh but when vanessa got involved it did become enough because vanessa was spilling information from kvbs to min carol and chris uh so vanessa told them about five out which is a new fake five person alliance that came together toward the end of last week and the beginning of this week uh that consists of jamar kira sue uh sheldon and um brooke uh and so it's it's a fake alliance that uh it's really just meant to contain jamar and hira uh and also Sue, but Sue feels like she's also one of the containers, but she's actually also a containee, um, if that makes sense. That's very, that's very, that's a very apt description. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so KVBS knows about this fake alliance because Sheldon told them because he's loyal to KVBS. Uh, but Vanessa, the V in KVBS, is not loyal to KVBS. And so she exposed this alliance to Min, Carol, and Chris. Then that information found its way out into the house via, I believe, Chris. Um, also, maybe a little bit, Carol. I actually think Min was the quietest on this information, uh, mm -hmm. but it, it, get, it got blamed on Min when it got back to Sheldon and Brooke because everything comes back to Min. How could she have known? Who would have made this lie up because nobody could have possibly known it? Um, instead of suspecting Vanessa betrayed them or maybe even Kyle betrayed them, they're suspecting that somebody must have just guessed this. And who's the only person that would have made something up and spread it around? It must be Min, even though Vanessa's way more likely to have done that, Melissa. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's crazy how everything Vanessa was doing ended up getting put on men somehow. And I feel like everything that everybody was doing got put on men, like for whatever reason, men gets the blame for everything. And then she can't really seem to get that blame off of her. Even when she tries, it just gets ends up in a worse scenario for her. But we can get into that in a bit. Yeah. So uh, so that falls back on Min and that's very concerning to Sheldon and Brooke and them. Uh, so then Vanessa also is going to make something up and tell Min that she was told by Brooke 
to throw the veto competition because Vanessa and Min were in a pair. So the veto this week, it was there was a twist where five players were chosen as per usual. Then each of them chose a partner to play the veto with. And so Min chose Vanessa to play with. And then Vanessa told Min, well, don't say anything. But Brooke actually told me to throw this veto. Super sketchy, right? Don't say anything to anyone. It will be really bad for me if you tell people about this. Uh, now, this is basically a straight up lie. Brooke never told Vanessa to throw the veto. The only thing that came close was a whole day before, before they even picked partners, they were talking about it and talking about the potential to throw the veto in certain circumstances. She was never told to throw the veto. It never came out of Brooke's mouth. But Vanessa was upset about it. And I think she thought it actually happened because she thought that Brooke owed her an apology. And so I think she was just genuinely venting about Brooke because she doesn't like Brooke to Min about this uh, and was just like, but don't tell anybody. Uh, and I think she made might have just gotten confused in her head about when it happened. Vanessa getting confused. <laughs> I never. Yeah. Oh my I, I literally I cannot tell if Vanessa is like an idiot savant or like. She's I just I honestly I don't know because it's like, what is the logic behind doing this? And I can't find any. So it makes me think that like either she's just she's just an idiot or, you know, she's either an idiot Savant or she's an idiot. And I don't know which one it is. I I have an idea. Um, <laughs> A Savant. Yeah. OK, cool. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So men. Now, now, you know, you might be saying, how is this Vanessa's fault? She's just making up a bunch of stuff all over the place. Uh, and yes, Min did then make a mistake to then go and tell Hira and Carol. Um, she went and said, hey, Hira and Carol, guess what Vanessa just told me? She told me that uh, Brooke told her to throw the veto. But don't tell anyone. It will be really bad for me if you tell people. Uh, and so they just... Both ran straight up to the HOH and told Sheldon, uh, oh, guess what Min just said to me? Uh, Min said that Vanessa said that you said that you, she should throw the veto. And this is the beginning of the end for Min for a couple of different reasons. Uh, number one, she doesn't even realize that this lie doesn't even really make sense because remember, this was a paired veto competition. They had to actually pick players for the veto. And then right after she told her the thing about uh, uh, supposedly Brooke saying that she wanted uh, uh, Vanessa to throw the competition. That is an amazing circumstance if you consider the fact that apparently Brooke foresaw the fact that Vanessa and Min were going to be in the competition together and she wanted Vanessa to uh, throw the competition so that Min couldn't then be protected from the veto. That seems really weird. And remember, in this conversation, uh, like, I, who was the person who got... Was, the, was, was Vanessa the person who would have won the veto or was Min the person who would have won the veto? Min would have had the veto for herself. Okay, well, anyways, yeah. uh, never be that as it may. Ben, uh, Min would have been safe if she won. Uh, but again, that you, that logically, that doesn't make sense. But it never dawns on Min that this doesn't logically even make sense. Add to that the fact that she then goes, after being told, don't say this to other people, she then takes that information, goes to other people that she's not particularly close to. I mean, she's not Wait, not close. Why? To Akira and and uh, 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 I can't even remember his name. Uh, she 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 isn't close to them, but she's not close to them. My point being though that you don't like give out information that right. is supposed to be 
like a secret like this in a in a group of people. Just do it like with one person. That way, if that person you know narks on you, then you can say, "Oh, hey, they're lying." But if you do it in front of two people, they can uh, vouch for each other to show them that you are in fact the bad apple. So I hated this for men all the way around, and it only gets worse from here. Also, Lee, it just doesn't make any sense. Someone gives you information. They say, don't tell anyone. Number one, in Big Brother, knowledge is power. So you have this information. Now in your own mind, okay, Min thinks this is true, okay? So she knows that Brooke had told Vanessa to throw the veto. That means that Brooke isn't trustworthy and supposedly, like, so supposedly Vanessa is. You don't go and tell the secret from the person who's giving you this information. You just keep in your mind, okay, I cannot trust Brooke. Like, just think that in your mind and don't like, I mean, obviously this information isn't true, but it's like, what if men is thinking it is true, the logic behind going out and telling other people doesn't make any sense because there is no logic. Well, to, to give men a little bit of credit here, she does believe that she is working with both Carol and Hira. Um, she believes she has a final two with Hira and she believes she has a final three with Brooke and, or sorry, with, with Carol and Vanessa. Um, but, uh, but obviously, Still, <laughs> it's it's just Still. a situation that just yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And I feel like I feel like there was too much. There's been too much trust just like automatically given out to everybody and everyone. If you if they say one nice thing to you, you're automatically trusting them. It's like you should know that like things are going on behind the scenes and people are not trustworthy. I mean, there's been there has been, uh, you know, evidence that some of these people are not trustworthy. And yet men is still trusting them and other people are still trusting each other. Like people are still trusting Vanessa, but it's, it's becoming more and more clear that Vanessa is not trustworthy. So like, why is that occurring? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> She's a ditto. Just, just looks trustworthy, I guess. Um, yeah. Crazy. So, uh, so a lot of these things that Vanessa is leaking out, it's fa- the heat is falling on to Min, and Min is getting in trouble for it. However, there is a time where Vanessa does get caught here, and that is because uh, after Hira and um, and and Carol talk about how you know, Brooke said to throw the veto to Vanessa, um, it really starts to get out into the house. JL now knows about it. JL is talking to them about it. And the 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 light bulb clicks in Sheldon's head. Oh my God. Did Vanessa Vanessa told her this? Why why? Uh and so he went he goes and questions Vanessa, who uh, you know, obviously completely denies anything. He he's not like outright interrogating her at this point. He's just kind of testing her about, you know, I heard this. Like where she did this feels might... like he's interrogating her though. Well, that's that's a little bit later, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh this is the pantry conversation. Oh, okay, where, okay, okay. Yeah, where he's asking about like um, I heard this like can you believe Min is making this up and she's like yeah I don't know where Min might have gotten that from yeah I mean I, I hear her listening at doors sometimes so maybe she overheard it and he was like but it didn't happen right she was like oh did it did it not happen uh he's like no we never That's said that right uh, like, oh, <laughs> that was so right. great um and so uh so at that point sheldon realizes that she's lying to him but he's called to the dr and at the same time kyle is lying in bed he was thinking things over and the light bulb clicks in his head oh my god vanessa screwed us uh and so he's he's he says he uh he just kind of lays in bed for a half hour just kind of like calming himself down um, before he goes and talks to Brooke. Um, and he says to Brooke, Vanessa's Vanessa's snaking us. She she told Min that you told her to throw the veto. It was Vanessa. Like, what is she what is she doing here? Um, and so then they grab 
uh, Sheldon, who just came out of the diary room, they pull him into the HOH and they're like, what's going on? And they go through the whole process that we've been going through for the last week, which is what is she doing? Uh, Sheldon says, what is the scenario here? Is she just stupid? And I didn't know, like, what's happening? Um, And so they are in this weird spot where basically uh, they have a, a secret alliance. They have what they're hoping is going to be the pretty boys of the season, except one of their members is not loyal and is spreading information, but they can't just outright cut that person because then they'll just completely blow everything up. I think what they should be thinking is if they're already this disloyal, they probably already have blown things up, which she hasn't entirely. But I mean, I would I would start from that assumption. I would start from there. But they are like they're in that mode where like things are terrible and you want them to not be terrible. And so you're like your bias is toward like the the positive. Right. It's like, well, I'm. You know what? It's probably just that Min is tricking her, right? It's probably just Min. It's probably not as bad as we think it might be. So let's just focus on the idea that it that it's Min. That Min has tricked her into revealing some information, but she's still actually loyal to us. So let's go and get her and uh, and see what's going on. So they pull her up in the HOH room. Then the interrogation begins. I feel grilled. Um, and they ask her about what did you tell Min? She denies everything. They real they see that she's lying. Um, but then the feeds cut for a while uh, and we didn't really see too much after that. But apparently Sheldon did have a conversation with her one on one where she did finally admit. Yeah, I might have tricked. I might have been tricked. I might have been minned. Um, I might have said something. Sorry. Um, and that was enough for him to be like, OK, OK, that's that's all I need. Just please don't don't screw us. And she's still good with us. So she did get caught. But ultimately, this just makes the heat on men even hotter because now they feel like not only is Min running around and spreading things, but she's also the reason why Vanessa is leaking information. And if Min goes, if Min leaves, then Vanessa is no longer a leak. Vanessa is loyal to them because she has nowhere else to go. They're wrong about this. Vanessa is more loyal to Carol and Chris than she is to even Min. And so she has way more people to go to still, even if they get Min out of the house. But Vanessa is very happy to just throw Min under all the buses and uh, let her take the fall for this information being revealed here, Melissa. Yeah, um, Vanessa is not. I I still I still stand by my statement that she uh, she's going by the anybody but me strategy. And really, I do feel like that's the case. It's like she she liked men for a while. She wanted to work with men. Okay, men's gone. Like, let's get men out of here. Men's, you know, dead weight to me now. Like, now on to the next person. And then she's just going to keep kicking them off one by one. Doesn't matter who. No loyalty anywhere. Just, like, that's just the way it is. That, that I still stand by that. Well, like, uh, just to be clear, though, like, I thought you said that you thought that there was something, like, secret going on behind Vanessa's mind, that she had a plan in a stock watch. Didn't you, like, say that? I still think that's what I'm saying. I do think she has that. I she do think. That okay, I, I, I totally disavow Melissa on that one. I, I do, I, think, I, that she, I do I, think that there is a plan, which is the plan is just like, I don't care who anyone can go. I have no loyalties to anybody, not necessarily in a way that's like, I want this person to go first and then this person to go next and stuff like that. I think it's just like, if someone says something like this person's going to go, she's like, okay, sure. Even if it's like her number one ally. So does that make sense? Is that a good strategy? Maybe not. But, you know, I do think that that's her. I think her situation is that she doesn't care about anybody else. 
I, I mean, I do mean, you think she cares I, about anybody else? I think you're right. She doesn't care about anybody else. But I think that, like, by invoking anybody but me, it kind of it kind of insinuates that there's actual strategy behind it instead of just kind of like somebody bumbling around a, a, That's a, a shop. Like Mr. Magoo. Things. She's literally Mr. Magoo just stumbling around. Like she has no plan, no strategy, no understanding of the game, no understanding of what she needs to do. I had it right last week with the paddle. She has no clue what she's doing. So <laughs> I'm not going to give her credit for her luck. I think it was Quartz in the chat who said her mucks, her, her muck, her luck stats is maxed out, Vanessa I'm talking about, because she has been so lucky that things have like, fallen in such a way that she has not been caught or exposed or in, in some ways have been more maligned in that house meeting than she was because Min is a terrible player who cannot get a house meeting done the right way. Not that anybody can get a house meeting done in the way that it's supposed to, but Min definitely had, to me, bigger opportunities. I knew we we're going to get to it, but goddamn Min screwed that up so badly and let Vanessa off the hook and again Vanessa gets away with something but I'm not going to give her credit for playing badly even though she has not really totally been discovered although she has been somewhat discovered by Sheldon and Brooke yeah I mean it's it's also uh, this thing where it's like her game is so irrational that it's it's so hard to see because it's so out there that nobody would ever predict that this is what she's doing because it just makes no sense even she knows that it makes no sense she's arguing with min yesterday and she says why would i do that it doesn't make any sense for me to do that it's like yes that's exactly correct how do you recognize this and still do these things i don't understand you um but uh but so so you know that's that's happening um and so uh it's it's i think that's a big part of why she hasn't been caught yet but like one of the major things here is that like Some people are saying, well, she's just trying to distance herself from Kyle because Kyle's a big target. Uh, But Kyle's a big target because of Vanessa. Like Vanessa is the one that turned Min on Kyle. Min then blamed Kyle for everything that was happening with the Michael backdoor and started turning other people against Kyle and called started calling Kyle the Dane of the season. That's because of Vanessa turning Min against Kyle. She also turned Carol against Kyle. Carol has been a very anti-Kyle person for a while in uh, in the house now because of Vanessa turning her against him. And so now she's in a position where she has to distance him, herself from him in order to not be a target that is associated with him because of the target she placed on his back. And she's not doing that successfully either because as we'll talk about in the house meeting, she's now firmly linked to Kyle because she has to now pretend that she's actually still with Kyle with the target she planted on his back. And it's just a big mess that doesn't make any sense. So uh, Min is taking the fall for it, basically, because Maddie's going to win the veto. Maddie's going to win the veto. And Sheldon has decided if Maddie is taking herself off the block, then Min is going to go up in her place. I talked about this decision with Anthony uh, Sunday night uh, in, in some detail that I still feel like the move was probably to just take out Rianne. Um, but, uh, but Sheldon decided to go with, uh, with Min as the back door. And hopefully here we have uh, an additional guest with us. Aika, <laughs> can you hear me? I don't think we can hear you. Um, <laughs> Maybe we can now. I think I think she connected her audio. Okay. Aika, can you hear us, dear? Hmm. 
Well, we'll, if you, we'll continue to work we'll on continue, it. Continue, yes. I'll, I'll, Give I'll her some text. tips on how to choose the microphone and stuff. Yeah. Hey guys, can you guys hear oh, me? There we go. There she is. Hey, I'm Ica. so sorry. You guys can't see me. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's really not a big deal, Ika. We just want to be able to hear your voice. Your this. mind really... is what we value you for. Yes. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Okay. Loud yes. and clear. Okay. Perfect. How are you guys doing? Doing doing okay. It's it's been not a rough great. day. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so disheartening. The whole thing. Yes. So, so we're just about to get this. So basically Min is the backdoor target. So yesterday Min decided to call a house meeting and, uh, and in the house meeting, uh, things got heated between Jamar and Kyle and Vanessa in particular. And then the feeds cut and they came back today and Jamar has been removed from the house. Uh, they said the reason was that he, um, oh crap. They, they initially said, the article initially said the, the, he had like a finger gun, but then they changed it to he threatened violence on Kyle and that Vanessa felt uncomfortable. Um, so there's a lot to talk about here in regards to Jamar and the circumstances leading up to this moment and what he's been dealing with in the house, uh, basically his whole time there. Uh, so uh, I, I just right off the bat, Ika, like, what was your response when you heard about this? Um, so when I first heard about this, I when I first heard about it, like before he got removed, I was praying that he wouldn't get removed because I was thinking more of the long term effects mm-hmm. that it could have on his life. And, um, and also, you know, the game as well. But for me as a mother, I was like, I do not want this for this 23 year old kid. It's just damaging. It's very damaging. Um, and when I got the news that this is what had happened, like my heart literally sank and I, I felt sick for the entire day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's awful. I, I gotta say, I was, I was on the podcast. I said, I don't think, I, I really don't think they're going to remove him from the game for this. That it, like things similar to this, things worse than this have happened in the house. Way worse. Plenty of times. Um, um, well, I'll tell you a story that happened to me on season two and what okay. happened. Mm-hmm. And this is why, um, so when this came around, I was like, holy shit, I think he might get removed because do you remember on season two when Sabrina made allegations against me that yes. I threatened to kill her and her dog? Do, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, so I remember that. The, the DR called me in and this is what, five, six years ago. So I'm sure I could talk about this right uh, now. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> Brett is like, of course, go ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we, well, we know about this. Like, I, We know about yeah. this. We've heard about so, this. Yes. So the DR called me in and they were like, there are allegations made against you. Um, you know, and we are, and you are not supposed to do this. And I was like, I never did that. And they were like, we have to review the tapes and, um, then we'll call a, a meeting and we will discuss what happened. And, uh, but these are like severe repercussions, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I never did that. So they, um, they called a meeting and I think at this point they had shut feeds down and they were like, after reviewing the tapes for several times, the threats that were made were well within the game and pretty much said Sabrina lied, um, mm. that whole thing. But when I was in the house and in that DR, it was a very serious feeling. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't like I would get a slap on my wrist. It was a very, very serious feeling. 
And I think what really upset me, and I never said this back then, but I was like, this girl went around and she assassinated my character and was not game related. And it came back that it wasn't true. And if it was, I would have gotten expelled. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Why wasn't she expelled? And um, so the same thing, you know, like with, when this happened with Jamar, for me, it was like, I, it's really serious, um, especially if you have people like Kyle and Vanessa saying that they feel unsafe and all of these things, because you have to understand if Kyle and Vanessa are saying that they feel unsafe and it's in the legal rules, legal rules that you cannot make these threats. And then someone is fighting that, oh, these threats were made, these threats were made, blah, 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 blah. I'm pretty sure, like, it's not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure for production, they're like, well, they could probably sue us if we don't remove Jamar or if, you know, if they leave and they're bitter. Like, who knows? That's what I'm thinking on their part, but no conversations were had. I'm just thinking that way. Yeah. So, uh, Aika, when the, the situation you were talking about with Sabrina, that's so interesting that you bring that up because your perspective on it is so different than our perspective. I'll just read you a tweet that I actually retweeted uh, like an hour ago. And because I, I remember okay. this, um, Sina uh, Nitz on Twitter said, because um, we were talking about other times that, you know, quote unquote threats have happened in Big Brother and nothing has happened to the house guests. Uh, she said, in Big Brother Canada 2, Sabrina told the DR that Aika threatened her and she didn't feel safe. They, meaning the DR, laughed her butt out of the DR. Production absolutely did not have to do this to Jamar because of gaslighting from Kyle and Vanessa. But that tweet doesn't really, like, I retweeted that because that was my version of reality in terms of what happened, that they laughed Sabrina out of the DR because they didn't believe her. But from listening to you, that's not how it really happened. No, so they did, like, so because, like, she was crying and carrying on, so they did lock her out for a bit, but they brought her in. And when she went in, you know, she did tell them that I threatened her. And, 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 and mind you guys, this was after I had like shredded the letters and got the $5,000. I was like well okay. on my way outside of the house. So I don't get how she felt threatened and like where she got me saying I'm going to like, you know, kill her or her dog or whatever. But she went in there. My comment was if I were to stay in this house. I will go after you and your little pet, like meaning like her alliance, right? Um, she told them, I said, I would kill her and her dog or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, oh that's what God. she said. <laughs> so, but the vibe when I was in that DR was, it wasn't taken lightly. It wasn't like, oh, you know, this was made. It was very serious. And, okay. I, and I felt like, what the hell? So- like, are you kidding me? So, Michael, what's the difference here? Because I'm trying to figure out, like, is the difference that Kyle and Vanessa gaslighted us and production to say that they felt threatened by Jamar and that's why production did what they did? Because I remember on your next season when you were in Big Brother Canada 5, when Dre was coming for you, you gave that famous eviction speech where you were like, if you come for me, you better not miss. And you definitely gave her the finger guns when you were talking to Dre, <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. great TV, but I'm like... But I still shot at her hit, yes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, well, she where is the, so what's the finger gun thing? Yeah. Where is the divine um, line here? Is it just because Kyle and Vanessa complained? And if that's so, that is an immense amount of power for people to have in the game to be able to... Yeah. Uh, just to tell you where I am at, 
Like, no, for I, sure. I am, I am just absolutely beside myself that this happened. I was sleeping and I woke. Like, I told people this is not what's going to happen. Again, I'm wrong. Me too. Whatever. Yeah. I thought yeah. so too. I was like, there's no way. There's no way they're going to remove Jamar. Not, not in 2020. They're not going to do this. They're not going to let Vanessa and Kyle have their way and gaslight us because that's what happened. But listening to Jamar act just like everybody else. Okay. It, the picture like you guys know how feisty i can get and how much fire i can have on a podcast right picture me in the big brother house and think of how i would be in a house meeting like that and i would absolutely let them have it but now change the color of my skin from white to black and then picture how somebody is going to react i absolutely do not believe that vanessa was being truthful when she was like i'm uncomfortable right now listening to you it was only because yeah, he was a person of color that was point blank and the period i i do not believe that if it was me standing up there going after her, that she would be like, I feel really uncomfortable right now. And then, of course, you know, not, that's not even getting into the fact that Angie's like, well, she said she feels uncomfortable right now, which I just wanted to like slap every one of them. Like, come on, like, who are yeah. you fighting for here? Like, I, I, Jamar yeah. was acting like everybody else always does in the Big Brother house ever. He was just a little upset. But even he, like Jamar's version of upset was so much less than my version of upset. And mm-hmm. he was held to such a different standard than I feel like other people are. And the fact that they are just picking out this one thing to say, well, he made a threat, which it wasn't a threat. It was just something that people say. Like, we all say stuff like we, I remember like being a little kid and saying, you know, I'm going to kill you. Well, we really don't mean we're going to kill you, but like, that's just stuff you say when you're upset or when you're younger. And so I, I, I really don't like this uh, precedent that they've set with this one. Well, my I thinking think, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I just, I, I feel like it's a situation where it's like, okay, so then you condone what he said. Well, no, I don't condone what he said. I don't think he should have said that stuff, obviously, but I don't think that's something you get expelled over. I think it's something you get a warning over. And, and for example, like, I mean, if they were willing to kick Ika out for, you know, quote unquote, threatening Sabrina, um, and now they've kicked Jamar out for threat, threatening Kyle, I mean, where does that end? Because is it just that they threatened to kill them? And that's the distinction because what happened when Dylan threatened Dallas and said he was going to like knock his teeth out or whatever, or knock, knock his mouth. out? I don't know what he said, but right. like, what, what's the difference there? Is it just like, Oh, well, because he said he was going to punch him outside of the house. Like that's fine. But because they said they were going to kill them, or, that's different. Or whatever. It wasn't like, it's, just, like, it's not even just that though. Last season, Dane said, if she, meaning Chelsea tries to backdoor me after I kept Kira, he said, I will fucking lose it. I will beat the fuck out of her. I will be so mad. So please tell me yeah, where that, the dividing line is. It's not in front of them. It's not in front of Chelsea that it's not a threat. It's like, I don't is that understand. It? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is like, that seems to be the only distinction. Honestly, to me, it's like, if you're going to have a policy, apply it across the board. Don't apply it selectively because now it looks really bad. Like, yeah. why did nobody else get kicked out for any of these things? It just, it doesn't make sense. And do you remember during Big Brother 16 when Derek was talking to Zach and he said that, dude, I'm going to choke you out right now. Like, we all remember that, that. JP. They say yeah. that stuff all the time and it's infuriating. I don't like it, obviously. But it's but like if you're not going to expel everybody else for this, then don't expel Jamar it's, for this. It is literally a colorful metaphor, in my view. It is a colorful metaphor that is totally within the bounds of the game. It is not a real threat. And its production should know that. Just, just to give a little bit, a little bit of, uh, go ahead, please go ahead, Eka. Um, it's just one more thing. I just want to make it very clear that Vanessa said she felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. before 
the so-called yes. threat yes. was made to Kyle. I just Thank hate you. how they're combining it and they're making it seem like he said that and Kyle felt this way and, and Vanessa also felt this way in response to that, which it was kind of like out of order. Does that you make know sense? How, yeah, I got, and, and, you know how on the internet they say that, you know, somebody breathed and then somebody else like, you know, takes offense to it. That's literally what was happening with Jamar. Like Jamar existed. And yeah, they're Vanessa, like, you're breathing too heavy. You're right? really like, you're hyperventilating. And Vanessa you're, was like, like your breath. It's oh, like, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable um, right now. It's yeah. also like, I just want you guys to also know that, um, you know, and I'm not trying to blame Sheldon, but Sheldon is another black man on the show. And when he's constantly painting Jamar as, as an, you know, like somebody who's aggressive and somebody who's possibly dangerous to Kyle and to the other house guests, um, what that does is it reinforces to the audience, people who are watching, to production and to the other house guests that, oh my gosh, if another black man is seeing it, it must be, it must be true. Mm-hmm. It and lends so much credibility very, to it. Right. It adds so much more weight to it. And that is also very, 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 very damaging because if Sheldon, you know, um, I remember one scene, a clip on Life Feeds before I stopped watching, I saw Sheldon say to Kyle, if you put Jamar on the block, he's going to swing at you. And Kyle was like, why would he do that? Like, why is he like this? And Sheldon was like, you know, probably where he grew up and the friends he has. And that, that is character assassination. And that is reinforcing racial, you know, um, biases and, and, and all these things. And it's not right. And because Sheldon is saying it and he is black and adds credibility, when Sheldon doesn't know anything about Jamar or where he's from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And in, in, in addition to what you're saying, too, uh, about Vanessa saying that she felt uncomfortable previous to uh, the comments that uh, Jamar is making, uh, it should we should re- remind you guys that um, that they had a discussion about people feeling uncomfortable with Jamar before that a day before the house meeting even happened um mm-hmm. that uh, there was a whole blow up between jamar and uh and kyle about kyle saying you make people feel uncomfortable and uh, like I-, I recommend that people watch this confrontation uh happen i, I don't have the timestamp for it uh, right now but um you can see the hurt in jamar's face as he's trying to explain like i just walk around and people say i'm uncomfortable like like i'm just being me um and and you can see how much it, it affects him and so like i think that helps put into context where jamar is at in the house meeting um now uh, people are talking about the line that jamar said uh where he mentioned like something along the lines of you wouldn't you won't be laughing with a 45 in your face um now i i watched this clip uh, a few more times I, I i believe he is saying this under his breath i don't think that anybody heard it um and i believe that vanessa said that she felt uncomfortable without knowledge of that line being spoken then she says she feels uncomfortable then the line about muscles uh and getting popped happens after that um in terms of the the chronology there um but uh this this idea of being uncomfortable with jamar uh was there long before the idea of uh of the threats of violence that that he uh that he made in that house meeting here yeah also, I think, I, sorry go ahead, sorry I go ahead no 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 you're, you're I think it's ahead. like i think it's like like if i were to just listen to this podcast and hear stuff like 45 in your face and getting popped and all this yeah i, I was like oh my gosh this guy is you know this guy's crazy but when i watched the <laughs> clip 
Mm-hmm. It really didn't come off like that. Like I didn't hear the 45 comments. That's my first time hearing it. And I'm not saying he didn't say it. I'm just saying I never heard it. Um, I didn't either until I went back. It, it, it was hard. It was hard to hear. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and like, and, and it, I think Kyle said, boom. And then Jamar was like, whatever, like how he said it, it, it looked, it came off a little funny, you know? And then you could tell he turned around and quickly tried to redeem the conversation by saying, you know, um, they accused him of shooting and he was like, I never said I was going to do that. And then he tried to kind of like clear it up and then big brother, you know, called him in. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's also important that we remember that Kyle, his preseason interview is like his whole entire brand is that he is this person that got a second chance at life. Okay. He was an addict and people um, stood by him and they supported him and they gave him a second chance. And if it wasn't for those people, he wouldn't be where he is right now. And I just feel like someone where, you know, who went through something like that and got a second chance to not grant that second chance to a 23 year old kid is Mm -hmm. just really, really sad to me because we all make mistakes and we all say dumb things that we shouldn't say. And, you know, but I feel like this is something that if he goes to get a job, a 23-year-old black kid, get a job, an employer types in Jamar Lee and gun stuff comes up, what job is he going to get? That is now what you're setting this 23-year-old kid for. They should have just let him stay there, redeem himself, and try to just, you know, um, and try to just smooth things over, let it go on. But to have him go there when you know he's not threatening you know mm-hmm. he's not gonna like beat kyle up while he's sleeping kyle is not in fear of his life sure he's been in worse places and to then like you know let him leave with that being his legacy at 23 years old is just very irresponsible to me yeah, yeah. uh and, and to 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 put this into some like historical context uh this is the first time that somebody's been ejected from the big brother canada house so the comparisons are, are hard in that sense but there have been four people ejected from uh big brother us uh the first person was justin in season two uh he was ejected for holding a knife to krista's throat and saying would you be mad if i killed you uh that's number yeah, one a little different little different uh number two was probably the most comparable situation but much more dramatic uh when scott in season four um kind of uh had a a little bit of a mental breakdown uh in the house he uh, he was really having trouble with the fact that he had an ex in the house um and there's there were rumors about uh you know some some diseases that he was dealing with um but he uh he was going around the house throwing furniture um they had big chess pieces at the time in the backyard he was taking them and just being like i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna throw these and like he was around people like he could have hurt people um and they sat him down in the living room and they all said you're making us feel unsafe we don't feel comfortable with this um and he was ejected from the game and i and i think that you know ika to your point that that probably is a big component of production's decision. The fact that there are people in the game saying that they felt uncomfortable and unsafe. Uh, whereas in other situations, that's maybe not the case and people are more likely to let it go. And then quickly, the other two times, Willie Hans, of course, headbutting Joe, uh, an obvious case. And then Shima, uh, who threw a microphone into the pool, uh, which is the most controversial, uh, boot of, uh, you know, the, 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 the show, um, because there was 
really no violence there, but she was destroying property. And, you know, that's a whole thing amongst itself. But obviously these cases are considerably different and distinct from what's happening here with Jamar. We can compare what's happening with Jamar to countless times in Big Brother history where Again, similar things or worse things were said. Um, and what happened is that they brought them into the diary room. They said, this is not OK. You can't say these things. You, you need to apologize. Um, and then they apologize and they get a warning and it's and it's all good. Uh, mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, that didn't seem to be the case this time. Uh, I do wonder if, uh, Aika, as you said, if it has to do with the fact that Vanessa and Kyle, perhaps perhaps more of them uh, went into the diary room and said, no, I don't want him here. I don't feel safe. Uh, I I wonder if that was uh, a key component of this decision here. You know what? I mean, I I would think so. I feel like it's because I've been a part of Big Brother Canada for, you know, I've been on the show twice now and they do try really hard to protect the people that um that are on the show they do they try they try hard to make sure that you know our images are not as tarnished that we still have a life outside of this and um i am sure this was a very hard decision for them which is why it probably took so long um and i'm sure it probably came down to something like that if i had to guess because they're not they're not the kind of people who would just toss you out they're not so that is what I could speak on from dealing with them, you know, and I never speak on production at all, but from knowing the people that I've worked with and who are still there, um, Ika, they, speaking, yeah. speaking of that, uh, one of our uh, persons in the chat asks, are there any executive producers of Big Brother Canada who are persons of color? She says, I agree with Ika that there are potential legal issues, but there needs to be a committee to review and overrule the situation. So are there any people of color in production? Uh, or the executive um, producers of Big Brother Canada? I don't think so. I okay. I, I don't think so. Um, I, I just like I, it was so weird to listen to this situation because I'm listening to Jamar, right? Okay, and Jamar has different life experiences than I have, right? Of course, he's younger mm-hmm. than me, but he just comes from a different part of the world than me, and so he is arguing with Kyle, and he says the things that he says to Kyle, and. What he said to Kyle about like, you know, under his breath about the 45 and how you get popped or something like I don't come from a world where that has ever happened to me. And so I would never then use that to say to somebody. It troubles me that they didn't use a little I'm talking about the production staff, a little common sense here and realize that not everybody uh, not everybody's experiences are the same. And thus, like, you have to understand that he's not being serious when he says something like that. He's not, like, literally threatening Kyle. It's just a part of his life experience that he would normally say that to somebody who's irritating him. Like, dude, you're going to get popped right now, which is not something that I would say. So I wouldn't then be, like, accused of threatening somebody. But that's just because my life experience is different than him. But I don't feel like because he has a life experiences that is different than mine and thus has that in his life that because he happens to go to that as a comfort, you know, way to shade somebody back. I don't feel like that they should have taken this as seriously as they did because it's obviously meant as a metaphor. It's not real. They're in the big brother house. There are no guns around. He's not going to hit anybody. And, and I just don't understand why they went straight from zero to a hundred on this and gave him the hook from the house 
when we need people like Jamar on the show. He was fantastic television. I am literally heartbroken that he mm-hmm. is gone right now. Um, Melissa, go ahead. Sorry. I, well, I, I just I also think we need to point out the fact that this was that Kyle was not an innocent bystander here. He Thank you. Yes. Sitting there silently. And then Jamar just says this stuff randomly. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? He was goading him on. He was doing kissy faces at him. He was saying, okay, what else are you going to do? Okay. And then what? Whenever Jamar would say something. So it was like basically asking him to, to escalate it and asking him to say things. And, and then says, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? Why'd you say that? You know, you could get kicked out for that. It's like, well, like you're you're asking for it. You're forcing him to do this. And when somebody's already worked up and upset because he realizes that everybody has betrayed him and everyone's against him, like this is like I, I mean, and I, I there have been discussions about like, oh, you know, getting somebody so worked up that they that they do something that gets them kicked out of the house. Like that has been discussed. So it's like I don't think this is an innocent situation. I see this as like a strategy that Kyle has used and it's totally uncalled for and totally unfair. And it, it, it infuriates me to be honest that production fell right into that trap. It makes me, I I, honestly, I'm furious. I know I, I, I felt, uh, and I still feel so sick and I am, I just, I can't believe um, that this has happened. It's just, it's just I'm I'm in such disbelief. And I think it's because you are right, Melissa. Like he Kyle knew exactly what he was doing. Like he knew he like this to him was like a game move, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yes. um him of all people, it, he's the most aggressive person in that house, but no, but Jamar is the aggressive one. And I yeah. it's just like yeah. it is hard, you know, it is hard being a person of color in that house because. When you're there, you're not an individual. You represent people of color. When you're a white person playing the game, mm-hmm. you're an individual. Maddie could get upset and she could yell and scream. And it's, oh, Maddie's having a bad day. She's being emotional mm-hmm. today. And right. Jamar could be this way. And it's all black people mm-hmm. are this way. And mm-hmm. all black people. That's an immense amount of pressure to carry. Um, being a person of color, n- number one, there, you know, um, just by that. Kyle is just repulsive and I don't want to say anything bad about him, but like he is aggressive mm-hmm. and just very brash and, and, and he's fine. Everyone's okay with Kyle right? and Jamar. Um, and I get that, you know, not, and I'm not saying Jamar's innocent. N- nobody's innocent in that house. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, why does everybody else get a pass mm-hmm. except for Jamar? Yeah, I, and I agree. I think that I think that it was uh, a combination of a genuine discomfort because of uh, Jamar's race um, that that stemmed from uh, from Vanessa and Kyle, combined with them using that to uh, to play against him in the game to say, well, I feel uncomfortable around this guy, uh, even when he's not making threats. And uh, and now that he has made a threat, I can make good on the discomfort that I already felt and essentially get him kicked out of the game by complaining to production, and not letting it go uh, again. We don't know that's exactly how things went behind the scenes, um, but it's it's what makes the most sense to me right now. Yeah, which that I, is so infuriating, Melissa. Yes, to yes. like, I, I can't even imagine being Jamar. No, listen, who like was acting again as as upset as every other Big Brother house guest could be in the situation that they were in when they've been had an allies going on the block, 
They don't like the way things are going. The HOH isn't doing what they want them to do. They, they've gotten played and they are a little PO'd about it. But you can be PO'd about it. Like it happens in the Big Brother house. And they just uh, are, 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 they're in a situation where other people are literally dictating their response by taunting them and goading them into making mistakes. Like I can't even imagine being Jamar and somebody saying to me out of nowhere when I'm acting just like myself, you're making me very uncomfortable right now because that would then make me more upset. I would absolutely blow a fucking gasket. If somebody said Mm -hmm. to me, Brent, you're making me very uncomfortable right now. Yeah, Or saying like, calm Mm -hmm. down, calm down. Oh my God. Like, Mm -hmm. and then there was that clip with Suzanne where uh, Jamar was just talking regular to Suzanne and she was, and I know she was trying to be nice, but she was being ridiculous where she was like, Jamar, calm down. And, she, she's like stop attacking me and jamar's like i'm not attacking you she's like well you're raising you're raising your voice he's like i am not right ra- hey i am not raising my voice yeah it places people of color of in a, yes, yes. It, and this is building this. and yeah. building and building and, and that's the thing is like i talk with my hands a lot and i get very animated and very like my voice fluctuates and i and i talk very loud and whatever and it literally like i I can't even imagine being in Jamar's position and having my, even just my personality in Jamar, because like I would be told all the time, like that I'm making people, I'm scaring people. I'm making them uncomfortable, like for no reason. Whereas like if Maddie, let's just imagine a situation where Maddie says the exact things that Jamar said today or yesterday. If he, if she says those exact same things, everything is exactly the same, but it's Maddie saying it. You think she'd be kicked out? Absolutely not. I don't Absolutely see a not. single situation 100%. out of the house. No, yeah. they'd laugh at her. They'd be like, oh, okay, oh, Maddie, you're being crazy. Like, look at Maddie. She thinks she's so tough. Like, no way. I, there, there was a, a tweet that uh, Anthony, who was on the show uh, a couple of nights ago, made that um, in reference to mm-hmm. some of what Jamar is dealing with, where he was like, do you guys remember when I sat on the floor and whispered uh, to Kira? Uh, like, this is why, because uh, Jamar is being told that he's yelling at people, that he's making people feel uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, it's it, like you, you, you feel that like you, yes. you understand that like, that that is the situation here Ica. oh oh okay so no for sure oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'm here <laughs> no but i i mean when, yeah yes when he tweeted that out or at least you know when he tweeted it out and in this like seeing saying like do you guys see why i did that now like do you get it at the time when he was like sitting on the floor and talking to her like that i was like okay he's being so condescending like i really don't like this like what is he doing i didn't get it now I feel like I understand it. Like I get it because like how, how else are, are, if you do it, if you talk in any other way, if you talk in any other way, it, it's misconstrued as being, you know, aggressive or, you know, possibly violent or scary. It's, it's crazy. Exactly. I, I hate it. I, and I don't know, I don't know what can, what can be done. Like I, it, it, if this sort of thing keeps happening and like, if, if, this sort of thing keeps happening on big brother and we're seeing a pattern. I feel like this is not a new thing. I feel like every season we have this, this round table or whatever, where we're pissed off about some issue or another, usually stemming from race. And I hate that. It's like, I, I never like to bring that up or say that. Cause it's always like, well, you know, there's always things that can be interpreted. And like, why am I supposed to say, how am I supposed to say this? That's it's not my place. But like, I feel like how else are we supposed to interpret this at this point? Like, I, I don't know. No, no, like for sure. Um, I was going to say, so we were talking about Maddie, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, remember when she got upset because Michael got backdoored and then she went into the HOH room and she got upset. She yelled at Chris and then she yelled about Mingley and then she storms out and yells. Now picture that being me. <laughs> I would yeah. never get away with that. They would, no way. They would tell me I'm making the, I'm aggressive. I'm this, I'm making the house this. I'd be like, it would never, ever, ever like, ever no one even talks about that anymore and but that but there is a difference and anthony you know i remember when i saw him sit on the floor talking to to kira i was like damn he is petty but that is true <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. i was like but you know what that is true that is true because instantly it's like when you're black and you walk in you're automatically pegged as aggressive mm-hmm. and it is real life when I walk into a room and I see only white faces, I change my demeanor really quickly. I am like, oh, because, you know, it's, it's how I work. I have to make people feel comfortable. It is always my job to make people in the room feel at ease with me and feel comfortable and feel like I'm easy to work with and feel like I'm not going to have an attitude. Because if I don't do that, all the Black people who come after me will be bitches and and aggressive mm-hmm. and hard to work with and all of those things. And when I sat with Jamar and he was going into the house, I remember leaving that interview. And I was like, man, I wish he had someone like Anthony there. I wish because he's so young and he's in the, you know, he's in the zone of just being himself and being that. And he really hasn't learned yet that in order to get through life, you have to make white people feel comfortable. And it's sad, but it's true. Because I do it and I am a person who's supposed to be real and who's supposed to, you know, speak how they feel. But that's not life. It's not life because white people are in power positions who could get you jobs or fire you and they could ruin your fucking life. So if you're not careful, um, you won't have anything. If you know, and I can't ever walk into work and have a bad day. That is not realistic for me ever, ever, ever. I don't have that privilege and that luxury. I just don't. Um, Because if I do, I'll always be remembered as that person who, oh, you know, the last time, you know, and it sucks. But I had to learn, you know, on season two, you could see that I have, you know, changed a lot since then. Because I learned really quickly that you cannot be yourself with everybody in life. You pick and choose certain people to be your real self with. And you got to go through life and just you know, make people feel comfortable to get through life. And it it is sad, but it it is true for a lot of black people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you, you can hear, you can hear how much this, this, this impacts you, like just in hearing you talk about it, like, uh, like it's, it's very real. Um, and it's, it's awful. Uh, and, and I, I think that you're absolutely right. I think that one of the worst outcomes of what we're seeing here is that now when you Google Jamar's name, this is going to pop up and like, that's, that's devastating for, for Jamar. Like, uh, and so I don't know for me, I feel like, like what, what we need to do is just continue to support him. Uh, like the, the hashtag right now, the, um, 
I stand with Jamar has been trending for a while. I feel like uh, if Jamar can come out, uh, we, you know, we'll definitely try and get him uh, to talk to him if, if we can um, and just get as many other things out there positive for Jamar that people support Jamar um, so that there are there are more, you know, outlets for a positive Jamar Google searches. Yeah, um, no, like you're that's, right. That's yeah, that's true. like that's what, it's what little we can do. Um, there is a there is a GoFundMe out there. I haven't seen it. Um, I donated to it. Did you? Yeah, of uh, course. I'm, I'm usually a little skeptical of these at first, just because um, like some of these have popped up before, and then like uh, you don't know like, if you don't know who's running them, it's uh, can be a little sketchy sometimes. But um, someone yeah. in the chat did say that like there is proof that okay. someone legit is running it but yeah. who knows and that's the only reason why i donated okay. yeah okay. yeah <laughs> it better be legit y'all don't care about <laughs> they're like thanks i'll just take this yeah. uh, i want to also thank three of you guys for sitting here and for you know being open and listening to me because you guys are three white people and you are listening and you are a part of the reason why you know voices are heard and conversations are had in a very positive way and not a very defensive way and i was just going to say thank you for like listening and hearing it and not being defensive uh, I, I gen- yeah. genuinely it's it's the least that we can do and and yeah. uh you know uh we will always strive to to do as much as we can um and uh like i, I don't think i honestly don't think that it's worthy of, of praise to be honest i think that it should be just the standard um and uh you know we're we're gonna we're gonna continue to do our best um but th- thank you so much for for coming on and talking with us Ika. you've been uh, amazing as always thank you guys thank you i'll, thank I'll you. keep watching and listening <laughs> thank you Ika. thank you okay there we go yes oh by the way uh uh drew from um what was his season taryn the uh andrew Andrew, who yeah big brother candidate six was it yeah season oh yeah he was the one who had to choose the heaven and hell at the beginning yeah Mm -hmm. we also asked him to come on i know he just got done with his basketball thing so he may come on at some point tonight um i would love to hear from him as well I think he has a, a, a and also a unique perspective on uh, Big Brother Canada and his experience with it. So when he comes on, we may go over some issues that we have already. But I, again, I would love to hear his experience mm-hmm. and what he has to say about it. So we can we can move on from there, though. All right. So, yeah, so that's that's where we're at for that. Uh, so Jamar is is now no longer in the house. We do not know yet if the eviction is still going to happen. Uh, they seem to not know for sure in the house, um, uh, unless something is, has come up, uh, you know, since we started podcasting, I believe the latest is that um, that they are st- it's still unclear whether the eviction is going to go through or not, um, which means that they probably haven't decided yet. I would imagine uh, because normally Look. if they, if they knew what they wanted to do, they probably would have just said it uh, outright. Well, I, sometimes, I think sometimes they do wait. Yeah, I, that's true. I, look, I think that this is an obvious call. They, they, they have to cancel the eviction for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, it will help you with your numbers. Number two, you do not want to lose your two best good TV people in the same week in Minley yeah. and Jamar. Like that cannot absolutely happen. They, they're like those that, lights of the house. I swear to God, like they are 
like the best part of the house for me. And yes. it's just like it to lose them both in one week. This and not just early that. Like I recognize I that this may, may be like a touch unfair to Sheldon. But on the other hand, Sheldon wanted Jamar out as soon as next week. Like he is not happy with Jamar. He has no loyalty to Jamar. He can't handle Jamar. So the fact that Jamar is not out of the house to me is it's like a I, I'm not willing to give Sheldon a twofer right now. So, uh, you know, Things are going well enough for him as it is. To, to be fair, I do think that Jamar leaving is still bad for Sheldon, even though Sheldon wanted Jamar out. I feel like Sh- Sheldon wanting Jamar out was a mistake to begin with. I agree. Um, so uh, I, I don't think it's like a, if if the eviction does go through, I don't think that's a positive for Sheldon. I think it's actually a, a little bit of a negative. I just realized, by the way, that I wanted I, Ika, I, I'm, she may be listening still, but I wanted to ask Ika because I had retweeted this about her, um, but then she deleted the tweet. She was the one like when she said the thing about uh, she can't stand Brooke and Sheldon because Brooke is always crying and Sheldon's superpower is the fact that he's always hating on black people and she left that tweet up for a good day and a half and then I retweeted it and then she like like, I guess it got a lot of attention so then she deleted it but I wanted to ask her about her perspective on Sheldon and Jamar because I really agree with you Taryn that Sheldon is throwing what was throwing away Jamar's loyalty because Jamar would have gone to the end of the earth for him and you like I know that Sheldon is not good at handling people who are emotional like Jamar or Min Lee, or any of these people that have emotions beyond what Sheldon has, which is pretty much everybody. But my God, like that is loyalty that you cannot buy. And I thought he was making a terrible mistake by throwing Jamar under the under the bus as much as he did. I think I think the kind of loyalty that Sheldon values is the kind of loyalty where he can influence that person. And that was not Jamar uh, that he he couldn't get through to Jamar. Jamar wanted to go after Kyle. There's nothing that Sheldon could have said to change his mind. And so f- for like because of that, I feel like Sheldon uh, devalued that relationship felt like it didn't have as much value as it did, because even if you have allies that disagree with you, they can't influence like there's still people that can't come at they're, they're not going to come after you like that's so valuable in the game and i understand that sheldon thinks that he has a lot of people that won't come after him but uh but not not in the same way that jamar was not going to come after him not in the same way jamar was uh, we the first thing we heard from jamar when he talked to the cameras uh the first time we learned mm-hmm. who was he most loyal to it was sheldon um yeah. and it, it, that didn't change until seemingly yesterday um when uh when he was so frustrated over the fact that sheldon was not going to back or Kyle uh, or Chris that he said, hey, that's it, I'm solo. Um, and obviously at that point, Sheldon's kind of lost Jamar, but only because of the way that it's been handled over the last week, right? So um, I, I agree. I, I think that, uh, that, that Jamar leaving, I, I don't think that's a good thing for Sheldon. Um, I feel like I'm starting to get the feeling that like Sheldon is not as smart as we thought. <laughs> I just like, honestly, like I this am like, you're starting. well, I just mean like, I I just mean in the sense that like I give gave him a pass for a lot of the situations or things that happened where it was like, oh, well, he's making this move because like, I guess I could see reasoning behind it. But I just feel like it's like none of these moves are smart. So I feel like I'm not really into the mood to give him a pass anymore. And this whole like he had his number one ally in Jamar, even though he didn't want it, apparently, like he just was like, nah, that's not the kind of ally I want. It's like. That is the type of person you keep around. It, it's like it's reminiscent, and I think someone in the chat just said this, and maybe that's why it's like come to my mind all of a sudden because they like told it to me. But it's like when Frankie cut Zach in season sixteen, where it was like Zach was like loyal to Frankie to the end. He was like, "I want to be with you to the end," and then Frankie's like, 
I'm going to slit his throat or you like said some crazy comment like that. And it was like, whoa, what is going on here? And then he, he got Zach out and he targeted him. And it's like, what are you thinking? Like he is your one ally. Like, I don't get why you would kick somebody out who's this loyal to you. And it's the same thing here with Sheldon and, you know, Jamar. It's, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like maybe it's not the ally you wanted to have, but like take what you can get. If you have a loyal ally, like keep it. I, especially this early, I don't understand why he was just like, I don't, I don't care about Jamar. I want to just like get him. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I've said this before, but like if if you pay attention to the history of, of my analysis on Big Brother, I am always the hardest on people who turn on their allies, especially when they don't need to. Because mm-hmm. um, even sometimes when you do need to, it's still not the best move. But especially when you don't need to, uh, the Cindy's of the world, the Raul's of the world. We now have Victoria, uh, Victoria, <laughs> Vanessa here in this season uh, who's doing it. Um, and now Sheldon is not actively turning on Jamar, but he is uh, by, I don't, know, I don't know the word for it, by, by, by leaving it, by not doing anything, by letting Jamar leave, uh, by he, he wanted Jamar gone. He wasn't willing to do it himself, um, but he was setting things up so that Jamar would leave. That's it's a bad move. No matter how you look at it, it doesn't matter what Jamar is willing or not willing to do for you as an Alliance member. Um, if, you know, if you lose him as a, as an Alliance member, it's, it's all on you. Neglect. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I remember listening to you talk with Jessica, who I was happy to see that you had on from sequester. She She was great. She was absolutely fantastic because she was recognizing that this is not a move that you make in week two or week three. This is a move that you make in week seven or week eight. Mm-hmm. Like the, you, you want to keep Jamar around for a while and if you have to do something later on then you know that that's totally within the bounds of the game but having loyalty like this right now is just like money can't buy it it really can't so i don't Mm -hmm. know what the hell he was thinking here in being as uh open to the idea of getting rid of jamar and throwing him under the bus and 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 uh in my eyes uh, not supporting him to the other house guests in a way that would make possibly smooth things over with jamar and the other house guests i called this initially when our first on our first round table when i said after when Sheldon was listening to, I think it was Brooke and he was just like, you know, rolling his eyes that she was boohooing to him. Um, and he, he, he's not good at handling emotionality. He can't handle stuff like that. He get, like, he doesn't have a lot of patience, right? He can do it a little bit, but then like once he's done it once, he's like, okay, are we done now? Hug. We have a hug. <laughs> so like the fact that he uh, didn't have the patience to be able to deal with Jamar, like I could see that coming a mile away. Yes. Looks like Andrew's in the chat. Is that Andrew? Okay. Andrew, yeah. I sent you the link to uh Zoom uh in your Twitter, so make sure you you follow me or go to your other messages on Zoom and on, on Twitter, I mean, and you can find find the Zoom uh link. You can also uh go to the app store on your phone if you're on your phone to download okay. the Zoom app. And there you go. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, well, let's, uh, in the meantime, let's talk about the state of the house. Um, okay. Because especially now with Jamar gone, there's a lot of things that have been shifting, not only from uh, from Sheldon's HOH, his initial target to his new target and how the house is shifting in response to that. But now also with Jamar gone, that changes a lot of things, actually, um, in a lot of ways that we haven't really been able to see the repercussions of because the feeds have been down for so long. Um, and and uh, and and they have come back up today, but they've been very slow today. Uh, we have not really seen much of the response to Jamar leaving. I imagine this because it's already happened. Um, and so uh, 
basically Jamar was one of Jamar was like the main target for more than half of the house heading into next week. And with Jamar gone, all of the people that would have targeted Jamar, they're not all still targeting the same person necessarily. The, the, and we don't really know entirely who they're going to be targeting now that Jamar is gone. Um, I imagine uh, that that Hira is probably the the next on the list uh, with Jamar gone. And it, this is a very bad thing for Hira. Um, I imagine that uh, this could also be bad for Sheldon, as I said. Um, it could be bad for, uh, you know, um, maybe a little bit. Chris, like I, it's it's hard to know now. It, it could be a little bit bad for um for the evictors, uh for JL, um Maddie and Rianne, who were gonna get at least one week of free pass while Jamar and Kyle went at it, um and now they don't have as long a period of time getting to sit on the sidelines. And now that Jamar is gone, there's not a, a pressing threat in the same way that there was before, and they yeah. could be in trouble because that's of it. a really. That's a really good uh, call because I was uh, thinking earlier about the fact I can't remember who you were on with, um, but you were talking about the fact that this is such a an, an interesting call because if they allow the three of them, the evictors, to stay in the house together and make it past this week, that they will become such a huge force in the house. So you really have to be careful of that. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. I believe we have Andrew on. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Andrew. What's going on, guys? What's going on? <laughs> hey. Welcome. <laughs> thanks thanks for having a brother on the show. I appreciate that. Hopefully, you'll have me on when other uh, non-Black House guests have been to be. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. That would be good. Yes. Have you, have, you, have you ever been on RHAP before? I have yeah. once. Yeah, he was uh, on with me booed. once. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You, yeah, you were on the, uh, he, you did you did one uh, podcast recap with me. I, I definitely remember that. No, it was a lovely time. I enjoyed that. Thank you for having me. You know, <laughs> yes, I appreciate the platform to talk to the people, talk to the fans. You guys know what it is. Yeah, we know what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so uh so andrew what 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 have been your thoughts on the situation here with jamar um being uh being removed from the house uh what can i say that hasn't been said already guys uh definitely a tragic day for the fans uh you know i feel bad for jamar i feel bad for uh a lot of the other people that are just kind of you know just kind of caught in the in the in the crosshairs of this of this announcement you know what i mean like uh, Jamar, uh, a young man, 24, definitely, uh, you know, not even even in the live feeds, he said that, that he wasn't really, um, you know, he's surprised that they, they casted him. Like he thought that he was was too much for them already. And, and 
for him to kind of have those emotions and to feel that way shows that they, you know, they definitely did take a risk in kind of putting someone that honest, that real, that candid uh, in the house. And, uh, you know, he was uh, assimilating himself uh, amazingly. I, I thought mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't at risk. Uh, you know, his, his girl was about to get booted or his beef mess or whatever you want to call it was about to get the boot. And, uh, you know, uh, he could have, if he could have sat quietly and just kind of let all the other shrapnel hit everyone else. But, uh, you know, he's a real dude. And sometimes in those house meetings, uh, real emotions take place. So, yeah. uh, you know, for, to be able to, to control himself in that environment is challenging. And, uh, I would hate to, to have someone kind of, you know, poke the bear or to, you know, try to, uh, instigate an argument from him. But at the end of the day, you know, Jamar is a grown man and definitely he said some things that, that were, you know, uh, to some people offensive uh, or, you know, enough to get him removed for the game. Uh, Do you think that he should have been removed from the game based on what you saw, Andrew? No, uh, okay. you know, I, I got me and Ryan have talked about this before, so I don't know why he's getting destroyed on Twitter right now, but uh, uh, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in. You know, I understand, I understand that production uh, has uh, in the past uh, had many conversations with people about their, you know, their, their, conversations or their their strong takes or aggressive language uh but yeah no jamar i feel has uh you know definitely said that he was going to pop him but at the same time like you know people have said they're going to put hands on them they're mm-hmm. going to break people mm-hmm. uh, you know what i mean they're going to pop off so if you're going to say pop and pop off to me technically it's the same thing but i guess depending on who says it and in what context mm-hmm. they say things uh, definitely right. take really different. Andrew, I'm just curious. Were you able to listen to the part of the podcast that we had earlier with Ika, or did you just not come in? Like uh, right the, now? Street, the streets have told me what Ika was saying. Uh, okay. They told me that Ika was definitely visibly upset. They yeah. told me that she, uh, you know, had a very motherly strong reaction. And I get that. You know, I texted Ika immediately. You know, I, I mean, I could talk. So I, I shot her a text when uh, we first got word of it. And I was like, this is fucked. You know, it's super. Mm-hmm. Scary. I don't know if I can swear, but oh, you, yeah, go ahead. That's yeah. Fine. Come on. Just motherfucking bullshit. No, <laughs> no it's, it's just, uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, and I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, be too quick to react. And I, I took a moment or two to compose my thoughts and not just kind of blurt out tweets that are a bit more, uh, you know, off the cuff, but, uh, you know, the house is very rough, man. And, you know, Ika and, and I have been through that and we've understand what it's like to be, uh, the one black person or the, the very, the minority of the, of, in the house, to kind of have to deal with that sort of scrutiny and, and the stereotypes that come with it. You know, Ika's been labeled the, uh, the angry black woman. You know, I was, I was the, the aggressive, too hard, too soon black guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and to see Jamar kind of, you know, play this game at, to a point where he wasn't even in the conversation. I was like, oh man, this is amazing. He's going to be able to be his true authentic self, you know, and not have to kind of edit himself and still be accepted and get the love that he's gotten. But, uh, you know, quickly, uh, those ties have changed and put him, uh, you know, at, at, you know, it's just, right. it's just tragic. It's just sad. The, um, the thing that, that struck me the most honest about what Ika said that I maybe I knew in the back of my head, but I never really considered when I was thinking about this situation was that Ika said that when you're a person of color and you're playing a reality game show like Big Brother, you are representing your people, your race, when you're in the house, you feel like you're every black person when you're in the house and you have to represent. Whereas when you're a, a white person in the house, like myself or Maddie or JL or any random white person that's in the house, 
you're the individual. You're just yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like pressure. Like you're just, you just feel like I just want to do the best I can be, can be for myself. So I, I wanted to know if you really identified with that because I, I felt like that was the, the, the rawest thing that she said and really brought, almost brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, no, I can. I discussed that as well. And it's like when you're that one black person on the reality TV show for the season, not only are you playing for your, you know, I was, I tried to play a game that was reflective of my family, but quickly I realized, oh, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's me. So I have to essentially take on the extra burden of being that one representative for the community. Mm-hmm. And when Marin actually got into the game during my season, I was so happy to see Marin. And then Derek came up to me and was like, oh, you must be so happy. I'm like, damn, like, is that something that white people never have to think about, never have to worry about? Because they're always in the majority. And when there's only two of us in the game, and I even, you know, I even shot a few text messages to Dre to begin the, before even the season started. And I said, I, I can't, I hate for the day to come where these two young brothers have to go at each other. And when Jamar and Sheldon had that fake alliance or whatever, where, you know, Jamar and Sheldon had that conversation where they're like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to target you. Let's do first ever final two. Like, I, I, Jamar, I believe he meant that. Oh, yeah, he I did. Believe he, totally. he, he, he meant that and he was sincere and honest with that. And to now see, you know, the stance that Sheldon has taken, uh, which is very anti Jamar, which is very much let me save my game first and bury this brother. That's mm-hmm. just, that's, you know, it's just rough, man. Like, and amongst the black people, I think there's an unwritten rule where it's like, hey, I'm not going to come for you. You're not going to come for me. We're good. You don't have to worry about building a relationship with me. And that's why I said to the mayor, I'm like, bro, you don't have to worry about me. We're good. You know what I mean? Go mingle with other, everyone else. And then let me know what's going on. Cause we don't have to check it. Cause we're, we're already checked in, but everyone plays this game differently. Everyone plays this game uh, and, and compromises themselves either, you know, culturally or for the community or just for themselves. So uh, kudos to those that can do that. I can't play that way. You know what I mean? And, and I look back at my experience on the, on the house and I was like, you know what? I played the game that I felt was authentic to myself. Some might say whatever, but at the end of the day, like I'd rather leave the game knowing that I played a game that was authentic to myself and, you know, get love for people that, you know, Hey, that guy was a real person. And I think Jamar is definitely coming out of the house full of fanfare, full of authentic fans and people that can't wait to see what he's doing next. So hopefully that uh, this harsh exit that he did take uh, is, you know, edited the right way. Uh, you know, the live feeds know what was what transpired and what went on. So I'm just curious to see how uh, production mm-hmm. plans on going forward and, and covering up or, you know, not covering up what actually happened. Yeah. Have I, you I, talked, did I miss the conversation about what was going on with Kyle? What are white people saying about Kyle? Where, what's going on? Melissa, what take you? it. Oh, well, Kyle, Kyle goaded him on. I mean, everyone's saying that Kyle was like he was wanting Jamar to do something. He was wanting Jamar to react. He was doing kissy faces at him and, you know, asking him, well, what else are you going to do? Oh, and then what? Well, what? What, what are you going to do? Like he wanted a reaction yeah, from Jamar. Yeah. He wanted that to happen. He wasn't some innocent bystander. Um, and I'm pretty sure everybody online like hates Kyle. So you don't have to worry about that one. Yeah. Um, but, you I know, was, I am. I- I just I want to say that like I agree with you. I am curious to see how the show decides to handle this because I mean, if they just show it exactly as it happened and then say, yeah, and we kicked Jamar out because of that, it's not going to make any sense to the viewer. It's going to be like, well, but why though? Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, they're going to have like the other house guests, right? And they're going to make. They're going to make Kyle and Vanessa the victims. They're going to have them teary eyed in the no, no, no. Like I'm worried. I'm worried. 
No, Melissa, yes. they're going to have Sheldon in the DR. They're going to have well, Sheldon yeah. in the DR gonna... explaining to people mm-hmm. why Jamar got kicked out, which is like gaslighting Canada in the in the great majority of North America. So I, I already know what's coming. I'm already ready to hate the episode. Like, I'm already ready to be furious. So it's it's a tough one, guys. Like, you know, like people will and you guys obviously know Big Brother, but like people will say some shit to get a reaction from you. And sometimes mm-hmm. the hardest thing you can do is not give them a reaction. And as a black man, sometimes my reactions are always positive. And the second I show emotion, people are going to be like, oh, he's playing aggressively. No, mm-hmm. I'm playing passionately. This is mm-hmm. the game that I've always wanted to be on. And I'm passionate to be here. So let me be able to, to you know, play the game that I want to play without people calling me, pa- uh, like calling me aggressive or yeah. calling me toxic. If you were white, me, you know, Andrew, honestly, yeah. honestly, like people just think about this. Honestly, if you were white, people would have just called you a little crazy. Like, oh, my God, that guy's crazy. But because you're black, they say you're aggressive. That is the difference. And if you can't see that, you're absolutely blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, mic- microaggressions is a word that, you mm-hmm. know, I knew a little about before my season. But then after I came out and I really saw what was being said about me or who mm-hmm. was saying things or what, what conclusions that they leaped to uh, to kind of paint me a certain way and production just kind of went with it. It was like, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, he's this guy. Let's just paint him as this guy and then keep it moving. Listen, it's, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough spot to be in either way. Like we know we sign up to be a part of this game and at the end of the day, production can control whatever edit they want and we just have to be okay with it. But it's the people, the real fans, the feeders that get to see, you know, these authentic moments and, you know, form their own opinion based on that. Yeah, I mean, and this is not something that is unique to, you know, recent times. This has been an issue since the show started and obviously far before. But like right from the beginning, Monica, this is something Monica talked about in season two. This is something Jamika talked about in season eight, especially this Mm -hmm. idea of being a representative of her race uh, on that season. And uh, it's something that continues to happen over and over. Um, And, you know, you, you would like to think that at this point there'd be a better method of handling it than the idea of just you know kicking jamar out of the house because people said they felt uncomfortable yeah. um and even right. even last season with kemi and david uh they even said like we need we need to not react we need to stay calm and even if we're upset because you know how it's going to be interpreted and they all said that like it, it's crazy how that is just a thing that 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 is constant in people of color's lives and it's the fact that big brother seems is seemingly rewarding the people who are who are perpetuating that is making me upset like it's really it's i don't even know i it's very very frustrating it's an up it's an uphill battle for any uh minority in the game from the jump you know what i mean i think mm-hmm. uh historically not many people have had that many interactions with black people uh, you know, I know on my season, uh, the allies that I had were few and far between. Like Hamza was, Hamza was really, you know, down for me from the beginning. But everyone else either had reservations or questions or didn't believe anything that I tried to say. Even my closest ally in the game, Ryan, uh, you know, put me on the block. Now, I would never put him on the block. But the fact that he felt so comfortable doing so shows that, hey, he didn't want to kind of jeopardize his game in order to kind of show allegiance to someone that you know was viewed by the house untrustworthy for whatever reason now i'm not saying people are you know racist or whatever in my season all i'm simply saying is that there's a reason why certain people click up or feel comfortable or connect with people so early and often and when i saw that actually the cast for this season i was like oh i was optimistic that hey this is great 
Here is there. Here is a brown guy from Brampton. Okay. The link with the Toronto man. Yes. Okay. There's another black guy with, with Jamar Sheldon. Oh, great. They'll be perfect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Chris, Chris is from Markham. I'm sure Chris has many uh, opportunities to interact with people of color and show diversity. But then I guess some people feel comfortable just, you know, being with their own people. And even Angie, like, you know what I mean? A couple conversations I've seen where, you know, it's harder to speak out about injustices on your own people and rather just, you know, not stir the pot or cause confusion. They kind of sacrifice their game and sacrifice, you know, what would be right to do in order to stay mm-hmm. in the game. So it's like, you're almost pandering to the people of power in order to just, you know, play a small role when essentially you're expendable to them because right. you're, not, that, you're that's never going to fit in. And that's the tough part. I don't even know if I feel comfortable judging that because I have been really irritated with both Sheldon and Angie. Like I tweeted that Angie was basically talking like a Republican yesterday uh, and uh, it was really pissing me off, but I'm like, are they making the best game decisions for them? Like, I don't know. I think there, there's a world where maybe the choices that they're making are not choices that I agree with or choices that I even like from a, a fan perspective or from a, a moral perspective, but maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe they're just going for the W and that's all they care about. So I don't know. Big, big brother is one of those things where it's like, well, Hey, it's, if it's not me, I'm cool with it, which mm-hmm. is essentially the worst shit you could do ever. Because like, mm-hmm. if you have any bit of a backbone, You'd be like, you know what? I'm not cool with that. I'd rather not do that. And then if you do speak up with it, you're now a target because of that. So mm-hmm. uh, the strong personalities or the larger personalities with people that just don't fit in are usually, the, you know, the people that uh, have the hardest time adapting and, and having allies within the game. Yeah, we I, I had just been talking about uh, how taking out your own allies is the worst move. And I, I did forget to name Ryan. So thanks. Thanks for reminding me that Ryan should also be ashamed for that tell, move. Tell everyone that every week that Ryan definitely, you know, cut his own arm off there. By, yes. Uh, you know, putting putting up an ally. But hey, uh, you know, he thought he was cool with Olivia and, you know, Kayla and everyone else. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly a name that deserves to be up there with Raul and Cindy. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. So, sorry. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, you know, uh, it's this, this whole situation is unfortunate and, and it just continues to, uh, to be an issue. Um, you know, uh, is, is there anything like, is this, is the, can this be a learning experience, uh, for people? I mean, hopefully people are learning from this podcast. I know some people I've seen saying like, why are we still talking about this? Haven't we already talked about this to death? But I think the fact that we're talking about it is is proof enough that we need to still be talking about mm-hmm. this, right? Like, yeah, the uh, fact that it's still an issue, right? Like, it's still happening, and people still need to to learn these things. Um, and this is still an issue that needs to be dealt with. And we're all fans of the show too. And like, no tea, but Jamar was a huge fan favorite. He absolutely is and yeah, was. Totally. And so the fact that we got the rug pulled out from under us. I mean, like I said to you guys earlier, um, when the feeds went down yesterday after the house meeting. Somebody was saying, oh, like, are they going to close Big Brother because of the coronavirus? I'm like, no, no, no. This is what Big Brother normally does. Whenever there's something controversial happen, they, they, they take the feeds down. I don't love it, but that's just what they do in Big Brother Canada because feeds are free and they go about their business and then they bring the feeds back up. And I was like, there's no way in 2020 they're going to kick out Jamar, who is ostensibly a, a fan favorite. And Huge. Wow. Mm-hmm. I could not have been more wrong and was absolutely blown away when it happened. So, um, I I just feel like I needed to to rant a little bit and grieve, and I know that that our rants sometimes can help other people with their you know thought process and coming to a 
a sense of closure on the show and whether you can want to continue watching it or not. I know there's people who've tweeted me or are longtime fans who are like, literally I'm fucking done with big brother Canada after this. And I can't imagine they're going to be happy with the episode that's coming on Thursday. So mm-hmm. who knows again? Also, by the way, the fact that that episode is coming on Thursday, Thursday leads me even more to believe that Minley is eventually going to be safe and they're going to cancel the eviction because I, I can't imagine yeah. they're going to want to handle two evictions slash ejections in one night. But is it? Th- I thought I I thought I read Wednesday. Well, Wednesday's the veto meeting, and the veto meeting already happened. So, like, unless they have the veto meeting early on Wednesday, and then they want to talk, have the House meeting later on Wednesday, they're going to have to deal with it on Thursday. Um, because the veto meeting always have takes place oh, at the yeah, end of the you, episode you're on right, Wednesday. You're right. Yeah, okay. I, I, it says Lee's exit will be addressed Thursday on Thursday's episode. I swear it said Wednesday. Maybe they changed it. Oh, they did change it. They said the article changed it to Thursday. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> so you're not crazy. Yeah, you're not crazy. Just like they changed the article about uh, Jamar when they accused him of what he did. They first said something else, and then they changed it to Oh, he yeah. threatened a house guest. Then they changed it to He threatened Kyle, and now they're changing it finally to that he broke uh, rules. Which yeah, very again, I'm looking nebulous. at all the, the litany of Big Brother Canada house guests that have broke these same rules, and yet those yeah. people weren't ejected yeah. from the house. So explain that to me. Yeah, no, it's 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 just one of those things where like you know, uh, Twitter is great for receipts. So uh, there's definitely mm-hmm. a plethora of receipts of people who have done far worse things, said far more disgusting uh, things than Jamar. So uh, I don't I don't know what the thought process would you know, and and they know how loved Jamar is. So why so would bizarre. they shoot themselves in the foot? And I will say this. I've been to a few different events uh, with Big Brother, and I even met a few people who work, uh, you know, also being on the show. I met, I know people behind the scenes as well. Right. But I know that Twitter and social media conversation is a huge point for them. So maybe they knew that by creating this wave on social media would just continue to kind of, you know, keep that fire burning and maybe, you know, expand the reach of the game. And if people weren't tuning in before, Maybe they'll tune in on Thursday to see, you know, what that Jamar effect really is about. And, and Jamar hasn't done any media either, too, right? He's not, not a yet. Big, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with that. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, the Nico situation was already a bit of a black eye. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how they, they put a spin on this and, and clean it up. But I don't know how, man. Yeah, it's it's honestly baffling to me that you know the entire times the 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 entire time the feeds were down, you know all of all of Twitter all all of anywhere I looked. um, And granted, I'm not like on Facebook, and that's usually where the most casual people are. But like, uh, but everywhere I looked, it was support for Jamar. It felt like that was where the fan base was, and so. It seems so strange to me that they would make this call. Um, and again, I guess we haven't really seen the Big Brother Canada production pushed to this place before, whereas we might have seen it with the U.S. and they might have been more lenient in the U.S. Um, but it just it just strikes me as such a, a terrible decision. And I, I don't it's hard to understand why they made it. Um I, 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 yeah, I mean, unless on unless on Thursday they show footage and it's never before seen footage and we see Jamar like literally punch Kyle in the face or, you know, whatever, like maybe then. But if, if it's only just what happened at that meeting and it's only the stuff that we saw and there's nothing further than that, then that's definitely not sufficient to kick him out of the game. I think this was a horrible decision. I and, and I'll stand by that. I think that that Big Brother Canada that just totally overreacted, totally uncalled for. And I think that and I've said this before, if they are going to have a policy that's don't threaten people, don't do whatever. 
then enforce it across the board equally because they do not do that. And so if that's the case, and if in every situation who someone threatens someone else, they get kicked out, that's fine. But that's not the case. And we've seen in the past, people threaten other people. I've said it before, Dylan threatening Dallas um, on Big Brother Canada 5. Uh, that was a threat. And was anything done? No, of course and not. And a real so, one. Like yeah, it was, was a real, a real one threat. to his face. Like, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, it wasn't just, you know, obviously people say stuff behind their back, like, you know, whatever, I like, also, oh, I'm going to rip their throat, whatever. Yeah, I also but don't like, like in front of someone else, that was in front of him. I also don't like the fact that they're leaving it up to the house guests to dictate the, the terms of what's going on. The fact that right. uh, Dylan and Dallas were, you know, getting into it and Dallas didn't complain. Like, he didn't go right. to the DR uh, oh, and complain and say, so oh, I feel threatened. Fine. Right. But the fact it's, that. That's Kyle, a bad precedent. Right. The, the, the fact yeah. that Kyle and Vanessa then did complain and say they felt threatened, which they already were feeling threatened just because Jamar is Jamar, but they then used what he said to like qualify the fact that they felt threatened. Then now Big Brother's going to accept that. That is absolute insanity. You guys are, uh, yeah. And Jamar, also, Jamar, like, yes. I, well, I just want to say really quickly that something that wasn't said is that right after Jamar said it and they were like, Jamar, you know you can get kicked out for saying something like that. He immediately was like, I'm not violent. I'm not going to hurt anybody. Big brother, just so you know, like, I'm not going to hurt anybody. He specifically said that. So if there's any indication that it's like, oh, well, they, but they felt threatened. They felt like they were going to get hurt by heat. They thought he was going to hurt them. He clearly says right there, like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to do anything. And even Vanessa said, I don't think he's going to actually physically hurt me. She said that in the conversation. She's like, I just feel uncomfortable, though. Yeah, that's 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 you know, listen, that's that's you know, it exactly like Jamar definitely backpedaled the second you know there was a serious tone. He's like, no, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for them to still kind of you know drop the hammer as heavy as they did, I don't know why they would do that. They definitely could have had a conversation. There wasn't a, a Canada is watching. There isn't like, hey, Jamar, stop that. It was just like, hey, you know what? You said it. Let's 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 keep it moving. Right. right. I will say that um, our friend uh, Karen uh, Singbell from uh, Big Brother Canada three tweeted out. She said that she's so PO'd. If you go on Big Brother, meaning you get cast on the show, and you cannot take being yelled at, cussed at, take criticism, have your own opinion, or have air guns shot in your in the air in your presence, then stay off the effing show. So infuriating. Love you, Jamar. Which, of course, yeah. you know, I totally agree with Karen. Mm-hmm. Karen's Karen's wonderful. I haven't met her yet, but yeah, I know Karen's it's all positive vibes from Karen when she's mm-hmm. not, you know, tearing someone a new asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I just it, want to say one thing too. Like Jamar is is, you know, language is, is is very delicate. And some people might not be used to the type of slang or the terminology or the things that it. Jamar Thank says. You. you know yes. what I mean? Yes. I'm from Scarborough. Uh Jamar's in Ajax, like literally like 20 minutes away. Uh, you know, I'm not threatened by anything Jamar says. I'm used to people speaking that way. I'm used to people having that sort of connotation, that cadence, that energy. Some people, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I and, and I get that too. Like when I was in the house, a lot of people didn't. I, I had to like, you know, urban dictionary, a lot of things for a lot of people who just weren't familiar with the dialogue and the slang that I was using. And I think that, you know, a lot of people from the GTA know that. And I, and I, I, I was hoping that they would be the same ones that Jamar would connect with and that, you know, they'd be, you know, compassionate and understanding. So uh, I'm disappointed in Sheldon. I'm disappointed in, in Suzanne or Su- uh, Susan, Suzanne. Either way, uh, in yeah. Terms, either, uh, in terms of, you know, just like, you know, just vouch for the man. Like, he's not going to hurt nobody. He's, he's, a, he's 140 pounds. He's 23. He's a young brother from, from, from Ajax. Realistically, if I had played that game at that young and, you know, some of the issues that I had, like with Eric in that, in that steering contest, I probably wouldn't have just stared at him. But even something as simple as staring at somebody evokes such a, a huge negative connotation or a negative 
energy that's like, oh, this guy's toxic. He's aggressive. I didn't mm-hmm. say a word to her. I just looked at her. Like, you know what I mean? And for Jamar to say that, you know, yeah, some people might be offended, but like, there was no malice, no harm about it. But like I said, I, I'm, I'm so glad you brought production. that up. I was trying to make that point earlier before you came on about the fact that, you know, people grow up with different experiences and Jamar has different life experiences. And he's going to use yeah. different metaphors and different lexicons than other people. And you, you have to take that into account when you're evaluating him. Like I, I would never say something about, you know, like a pop you or 45 in my face because I don't, I just, I'm not, I've never been around something like that. My friends yeah. don't talk like that. Yeah. that I can't mean, imagine you saying that. That doesn't mean yeah. that my experiences are any more valid than his. I yeah. just that frustrating me so much simply simply put jamar is a product of his environment obviously he grew up in not the most privileged environment he grew up around poverty he grew up in a single parent home so the fact that he kind of relates or or speaks to a certain group or demographic differently uh, it might not resonate with some people but me i get the man them you feel me yeah and and, and in my opinion when when Kyle and Vanessa go into the diary room and they say, I feel unsafe, I feel uncomfortable, that the people there, there should be somebody there to explain this to Kyle and Vanessa that that like explain exactly what we're saying right now mm-hmm. so that they can understand that like th- this is a difference in culture. This is a difference in where you were brought up in the kind of language that's being used. And, uh, you know, when when you say that you could snap him, uh, whatever he said, uh, they did find that clip. Uh, the 50 million pieces. That's what right. Kyle said about Jamar. That's the language you use. And this is the language that Jamar uses. And uh, and, you know, you you just because you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean mean that uh, that he is being like serious about he's like he's going to shoot you. Um, that it's it's just a difference of culture here, and and they yeah. need to understand that and ma- be made comfortable with that in the house. It shouldn't be going the other way around, uh, where it's 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 being turned back on uh, on Jamar. In, in my opinion, yeah. Did I, I also did like, I, sorry. Did I can say is. Is it true that I can say that there's no people of color working behind the scenes in production? She said about, yeah, it sounded like producers and like executive producers is what it sounded like. Okay. I agree. (laughs) uh, Diversity is definitely something that I know that I've spoke to a few people behind the scenes. And I know that's something that they, they wanted to show more of and have more people represented of that. Uh, Maybe have more people that uh, have been, uh, that live that come from Jamaica instead of just travel there, uh, you know what I mean? Or or people that uh, I don't know. There's some, like I said, but it's some people. Are, you know, uh, I shouldn't name names, but regardless, it's it's a tough situation either way. Uh, just having someone that understands fully understands the language, uh, understands the the background, and you know, hopefully, I don't know. Bad, bad, bad move, guys. I'm hurt. Yeah. I'm hurt just like everyone else in the you know right now. Like it's like someone that you know was literally feeds gold. That I would, you know, literally go follow him around and say, "Where's Jamara? I yeah. need to, I need to be where totally. Jamara." Yeah. For, I've know, always wanted to watch his feeds yeah. and Minley's feeds. Like it was the yeah. two of them, and now what? What am I going to want to watch now? Like, yeah. Yeah. and you know, to to her credit, and also to Maddie's credit, to Minley's credit, and Maddie's credit, they both defended Jamar during Agreed. this conversation and saying like yeah. he's just venting, he's just upset, like he just was betrayed, like he's just you know whatever. Yeah. Maddie and Min Lee, they both did that and I have to give them credit for that because everyone else was making a whole big deal about it yeah. when it really yeah. wasn't anything. 
I, 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 I do, I do want to say about Min Lee that she has been one of the worst though, uh, overall in terms of, uh, her, her treatment of, of Jamar and the kind of things that she said about him. And, uh, she's talked about how she felt that, uh, that, uh, that Carol was justified in, in making comments about the police being all over Jamar and that, uh, Angie was just being a social justice warrior. Um, and that Jamar, you know, looks like a thug and therefore, you know, invites these comments. Um, so I, I Min, Min Lee is definitely not uh, innocent and in, in no but i just just during that conversation during that confrontation yeah. right. guys it's, it's, a, it's a very different experience uh you know understanding the black experience versus dating or fucking someone for black penis you know i mean I hate to be vulgar like that but it's it's one thing to understand the struggles of a black man it's another thing to just urine after one so yep. uh you know no disrespect to ming lee you know shout out to her friend estelle who's been in my dms you know showcasing and telling her me all about her and her past situations so forth but like <laughs> it's a very different uh game to like you know and and i will say this a lot of people who people stand or like enjoy really have no idea about anything or have real life experiences so uh let's not look to ming lee as you know the social justice warrior or anyone in this game uh to stand up or to speak uh, power you know into into these, these people are just young people that were cast because they either look good or they have a bit of energy that's great for television. You know what I mean, like, let's not look at these people as, you know, uh, spokespersons or ambassadors for inequality and, and race relations. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough game to play. Super hard if you're black. Uh, hopefully that, you know, now that Jamar is outside of the game, uh, he'll have some great commentary and be able to speak about some of the, the relationships and, you know, I don't know if, if they're going to block him from talking to right. people, you know, that media, uh, you know, hiatus. Or yeah. They kind of did that to Nico a little bit. Like I haven't heard anything from Nico. So, but I have yeah. to imagine they're going to let Jamar talk. He's such a fan favorite. How, how, how can they not? Yeah. Let him I mean, talk, I, so. I, I will, I will be asking uh, yeah. if I, if I can uh, talk with Jamar, I, I think that I definitely want to uh, talk to Jamar. I, I hit him up on the DMs. He's, he's in good spirits guys. Uh, you know, I, I think, when you get out the house, like, and you really feel that love of the people for that first time, there's nothing like it. So I know he's just like probably battery on 10% plugged into the wall, just <laughs> everything on his phone. But we'll definitely oh, connect man. sooner or later, man. Cool. All right. Well, th- thank you so much for, for joining us, Andrew. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to, to bring up here? Uh, follow me on YouTube, guys. Those were the boys on YouTube. Uh, uh, continue to, to champion diversity, uh, the champion allies, and I appreciate all of you guys. Uh, Brett, I don't know why I didn't like you, but I love you. That's amazing, bro. That's totally fine. I, I, don't, I, don't I know, know why you didn't Brett's like, like I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot. It's totally <laughs> fine. Sometimes I see stuff on this Twitterverse, and then I, you know, I, I'm like Jamar a little bit. Sometimes I didn't, hot, you know I didn't I mean? agree with the winner of your season. I thought that the runner-up should have won your season. So I, hey, I, a lot of people, do, that your winner has blocked me, which is totally yeah. her right to do. She's, totally fine she's with blocked, that. She's blocked more than a few. She's blocked yes, more. I know that, which I, I'm not offended by. I, Brent, anybody can block me. Brent, Karen Brent, tells people. Yeah, Brent is a monster on Twitter. On the podcast, he's yeah. a little, he's, a, I, I, you know, he's a Karen little more. Karen keeps him under control. Yeah, we, we, try to, we try to keep him uh, on a leash as much as possible <laughs> on the podcast. I'm just I'm just a guy that's trying to look out for the house guests of a show that I was on once. So I try to, you know, at least be a big brother uh, to everyone that's played the game. I try to talk too much shit until I meet these people and then realize that some of them are actually shitty people. But for the right. most part, uh, I'll wait until I meet everyone. But thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate the platform. Excellent. Uh, also, keep, you can uh, uh, follow it. You can follow Andrew on Twitter at uh, at Big Brother Drew. That's B-I-G-B-R-O-T-H-A. 
D-R-E-U, Big Brother Drew. And it's Andrew Miller if you want to look him up. So thank you again, Andrew, for coming on. And we really appreciate your insight. Thanks, guys. Much love. Uh, keep doing the good job that you guys are doing. And I appreciate the platform. You got awesome. it. Thank you. Right, guys. Peace and love. Excellent. Uh, All right. Karen, I, I am so, we're so blessed to have the input that we got tonight from both yeah. Micah and Drew. I, 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 I didn't know if we were going to be able to get either one of them on. Um, but uh, I'm really glad that it all worked out. Yes, and th- this is this is definitely looking to be a, a monster of a podcast. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I hope your seatbelt is buckled uh, because <laughs> we still got a long way to go. Hurting. So we we were in the state of the house. That's where we were, right? Yes. Yes. Or, yeah, okay. Um, so let's Which, let's let's. We quickly, don't really know the state of the house. Yeah. Right. Let's quickly kind of talk about the state of the house. We'll get into the stock watch, which you know kind of uh, sometimes overlaps anyway. So yeah. Uh, we, KVBS. Seemingly tighter than they were even before. I do think that Vanessa is now slightly more loyal to them than she had been in the past. She's now a little more visibly attached to them in the house meeting. It was revealed that Kyle said, Kyle said, I tell her she can say whatever she wants about me. And she essentially admitted, yeah, I was lying about being against Kyle. That definitely puts a uh, a sort of damper on her maneuverability in the house when it comes to uh, aligning with people who are against Kyle. Uh, and so she's essentially, like I said, she put this target on Kyle herself. Um, and then outed herself as near Kyle and now can't move with her allies as well because she all because of her. Uh, she, she did it to herself. Um, we also have six feet under who is they're still hanging on by a thread here um, that like Sue is still like just firmly like <laughs> we're running the game, guys. Yeah, <laughs> six Sue. feet under. Six feet under till the end. Yeah. Um, and then Carol's the opposite where she's completely done with the alliance. But everybody in the alliance is like, we definitely have Carol because she's in six feet under. Uh, meanwhile, she's like, what? What alliance? What's six feet under? I don't understand. Um, so that, that, that's that's the right. I couldn't under. even remember that Carol was in six feet under. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, and then we have uh, this sort of side alliance thing that Vanessa has created with Vanessa or Vanessa and Carol created Vanessa, Carol, Chris and Angie, uh, which I, I don't think I've ever seen them actually together as, a, so as a group, yeah. but I, and I honestly, I wouldn't have even put this down because it seems so like non-existent, but just today on the feeds, we got a little bit from Angie talking to the cameras and she's, she mentioned this group as like, I'm in good with these people. And weirdly, I, I was, look, this was hard to hear. And it happened today. So uh, I'm pretty sure this is correct. I'll definitely <laughs> confirm tomorrow morning. But I'm pretty sure what she said was this, she was list, listing off groups of people that she was working with. And she was like, so the only people I'm not good with, Sheldon and Kyle. They got to go. And Min too. Oh, wow. That's so, that's so, that, that's so, that is so, that is so bizarre. <laughs> that's where Angie's head is at, guys. Wow. Yeah. Like, I have to believe some of that is delusion. Like, I don't know anybody that's necessarily coming for Angie, but the fact that she thinks she's working with all of these people, I mean, I guess that's because they're not coming for her and thus she feels like that she is working with them. But those two things are not necessarily coexistent. She might have said, okay, yeah. So uh, Scott says she might have said JL and Kyle. That's very possible. Sheldon was the name I was less sure about because it was very hard to hear. So it might have been JL and Kyle, might have been Sheldon and Kyle. They actually sound pretty similar when you say them like that. So, uh, (laughs) like I said, I'll confirm for you guys tomorrow. I didn't have a lot of time to to analyze the audio in preparation for this podcast. Um, But I just, I just was so 
shocked by this comment from Andrew that I had to say. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's uh, according to Angie, that's a thing. And, and Chris also feels like that's his main thing. Right. Uh, Chris feels like Chris. Uh, this is his and he wants to bring Kyle in, actually, uh, because he needs numbers. Um, but again, we don't really know where where Chris stands on this, because now it's been revealed that uh, that uh, Vanessa only pretends to not be with Kyle. And I don't know how that impacts Chris and how he sees Vanessa. Uh, for all we know, he could be like, oh, hmm, maybe I don't want to be there. Uh, I did see him talking with Sue uh, earlier today uh, a little more honestly than he has been in the past. So maybe he's going to drift over to Sue again uh, for all we know. So we also have uh, Carol, Maddie, Ree and Vanessa, um, which Carol is trying to make this the pretty boys, but with girls Um Again, I think this is also a little bit uh, in the air here. I think that Maddie and Ree, who already were skeptical about working with Vanessa after the big blow up. And we don't know for sure because we haven't seen the fallout. But I have to imagine that they're way more skeptical about Vanessa after the house meeting and much less likely to jump into an alliance with her. But I do think they feel okay with Carol. Um, They do seem to kind of want to work with her. I imagine that if they do come together, they'll just end up ditching Vanessa as part of it. And it'll be Carol, Maddie and Ree. Um, So that's those are the main groups that we have here. Um, Vaguely vague outlines of groups. Yeah, Um, I just feel like the groups are like so nebulous, like they're going to change tomorrow. None of them are real. Really, that's how I, that's how I feel. At least it's just like I, I feel like it's like who knows who's going to be working with who tomorrow, just even tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's very fair, and it, for all we know, they're not working together now. Um, <laughs> yeah, even right now. But it's hard to know because we haven't seen much feeds. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. There we go. Let's move over to the stock watch. Let's start rating these players and uh, we'll we'll try to be as quick as we can. through yeah, some we, gotta, of these. we gotta go quick or else we'll be here until midnight or for me midnight. And I'm in a, I'm in L.A. and it'll be <laughs> you guys. It'll be like four in the morning. <laughs> mm, yeah, as, as I, I get enough nonsense. Um, so uh, let's start here with Sheldon, who is our HOH. Um, definitely a lot to talk about with Sheldon, though. Uh, weird place here. Um, last week, we talked about Sheldon. Um, we, we were thinking he's got promise, but he's not playing hard enough. Um, he won HOH. He started playing hard, and that has benefited his game. His position has improved in ways um but it has also revealed to us his 
major flaws that we didn't see as well last week as we do now. Um, also, uh, while he has improved his position somewhat, uh, he has also um uh, it, his position has diminished somewhat uh, because of his loss of Jamar um, that Hira is not like super on board with uh, with what he's doing this week. And so he's kind of losing allies left and right. Uh, his main ally is Kyle. Uh, his next main ally, his main two allies other than Brooke are Kyle and Vanessa. Vanessa's such a wild card that she's just completely going to blow him up at some point. And Kyle, while rational and uh, I guess easy to work with for Sheldon, is still not like a loyal ally. He's just a predictable ally. And Kyle would absolutely uh, stab him in the back if he needed to. Um, and that's not the greatest ally to have in the world, um, even if he is a bit predictable. So very strange place to be here with Sheldon. Brent, what do you think? Even more of a strange place to be, mainly because I think there's a, the uh, real possibility that his HOH just nullified and neither one of these people goes home, that Minley might actually stay in the house and mm-hmm. re actually might stay in the house. It was my contention that Sheldon made a mistake from the beginning of this HOH. He should have got re out of the house. I was absolutely all over Twitter when this was happening after Maddie won the veto and they were going through you know, possibilities about what they want to do. I heard your discussion with Jessica where you're talking about the possibilities of, you know, possibly burning a bridge with somebody and making them mad at you by putting up a pawn in Angie or Carol. And instead you're going after Min Lee. But I thought that somebody like Min Lee, even though she causes a lot of chaos and she has sewered your name a little bit, she also is a massive target for other people. And she's always going to be in front of you. Like always, she's always going to be in front of you. The other thing is that you have to consider your position in the game. And I felt like that you need to be cognizant of the fact, as Taryn noted on Sunday, that by leading Re in the game, she is a fantastic little player. She really is good at this game. And by leaving her in the game with Maddie and JL, or who is you're branching out a little bit and not being so cloistered with the three of them, you're really leaving a power trio in the game to dictate the terms of what's going to happen next. I really feel like they could pick and choose who they want to side with. I don't feel like anybody's coming for them and everybody wants to work with them. So by leaving her in the game, that was a massive mistake. Add to that the fact that he is losing or has lost. It's not even present tense. It's past tense. He's lost Jamar, who was mm-hmm. like literally a number one ally, even if he didn't view them him that way. And there are people who are coming for Sheldon. And even though he may not be at the top of the list of anybody specifically, I have to think he has like, if you're looking at last week to this week and I gave him a six last week, I feel like he's gone down a little bit this week. So I'm going to give him a five. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Wow. There you go. Uh, I'm seeing people ask in the chat, who should he have put up? Uh, I've expressed this before. I feel like Carol was the move. The problem is, and he just said this today, he has this weird faith in Carol that he really feels like he's got Carol. He's like, she respects me so much. Like, do not worry, Brooke. Carol is completely on board with us. And Carol is not completely on board with you. Uh, and she would have been the perfect pawn this week. I don't know why he trusts her so much. Uh, I, I don't know why he trusts Vanessa so much. Um, it's, it's, uh, and it's, he, I don't mean to belabor the point because I know we want to move quickly, but God damn it. He was so worried that if he put Carol up, that she might actually go home and that we may not even go home in the first place. But I'm like, who cares if Carol goes yeah. home? Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't like affect you. Yeah. yeah um, put up two yeah. people that you're totally fine with them leaving and just let the house vote. 
All right. Yeah. So fives from both of you. Um, I, I I'm with you. I, I have uh, him at a five. I think he's in one of the best spots in the house. I think he's one of the safest people in the house for, from eviction next week. I can't think of anybody that wants to put him on the block, uh, except for maybe Angie. As far as I know. Um, but uh, but but that said, I, I just feel like his trajectory in the game, like if Vanessa was loyal. And if Carol wasn't trying to do things on the side, I would say he's in a pretty killer position. Uh, he's got a lot of flaws, but he's in a pretty killer position. The problem is that Vanessa is a wild card and Carol isn't working with him and is trying to work uh, against him to some degree. And that's a major issue. And until that issue is either solved or just kind of goes away, uh, it's going to be hard to uh, to credit Sheldon too much for a position of being relatively safe, because I don't know how that lasts. It feels short term to me right now. And that's that's an issue for Sheldon after seeing the flaws that he has in his game when it comes to the emotional side of things. So uh, it's it's a five from me and then uh, the audience who was the highest on Sheldon last week continues to be the highest on Sheldon this week. They gave him a six um, uh, over, over the five that we gave him. So uh, it's still going to average out there to a five. Um, Let's talk about Rianne who is on the block on the block last week. We, uh, we overall gave her a five um, that she was pretty average sitting there Uh, has potential, but you know, nothing, nothing crazy. I think that in some ways her position has improved, but mm-hmm. in also some other ways, she is on the block yeah. and that shouldn't be ignored. Um, <laughs> is the vote likely to flip? I don't think so. Uh, is the vote likely to even happen? Uh, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But she's still on the block. It's still a chance. And so that that was something to consider for me, at least. Uh, Melissa, what what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way. It's like I, I definitely feel more confident about her game ability this week. However, you know, she is on the block and you're right. We can't just forget about that. Um, even though she's probably not going home this week, there's always a chance. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but I do feel more confident with her. So um, I was at a four last week, so I'm going to go up to a five. Yeah, that's basically the same way with me. I feel like I know she's on the block, but I feel more confident with her. And I feel like I have to give her credit for that. So even though it's a little bit crazy that I am rating her higher than Sheldon, I gave her a five last week. I'm going to give her a six this week. I I did. I You know, when I when I thought of Rhee, I was like her position. It's it's got to be a six now. Right. Uh, I still don't have a lot of faith in her strategic ability, but her social ability is great and her position is great. And then I was like, oh, but she's also on the block. I need to remember that. And. Something that I'm trying to remember to consider is that with Jamar gone, as I said, I do think that these evictors, their position is a little bit worse than it was prior to Jamar leaving. Jamar was a huge shield, essentially, in front of them. This big distraction from the evictors. And with Jamar gone, I could very easily see somebody, uh, a lot of the people who Sheldon is working with uh, going after Rianne or Maddie uh, in order to try and weaken this group. Um, uh, even, you know, I think some of them would also go after jail. Like I think Chris now would probably go after jail. So I, I think that these evictors, they're not quite in the killer position. They were prior to Jamar leaving. Jamar was actually in a, a really good Jamar was a really good piece for them on the board. They kept them safe. And now that he's gone, that safety has eroded a bit. So uh, for me, it's still a five. 
um, as of right now. Uh, and the audience uh, agrees that uh, she has also gotten a five from the audience. And that means that she will stay at a five. So let's talk about Maddie, who was the other person on the block, but won the veto with the help of JL um, and is now safe uh, again with the evictors. I think in a similar spot to Rianne, a little bit less threatening. Um, I think a little bit less likely to be targeted. Um, but like I said, in a similar position, position, Brent, what do you think? Wow. I gave her a three last week. Uh, she's, she's definitely not a three this week. Um, it's basically a question of whether or not I'm going to give her a four or five. And unlike last week, I do not do my ratings ahead of time this week. Um, I am more inclined to think that if people do come for the evictors, that they will go for Maddie. However, there are some people in the house, namely Sheldon and Brooke, who are more concerned about Rianne. And so if they do go for them, maybe they will go for Rianne. Maybe Maddie would be more safe. Maybe they would go for JL. Maybe Maddie is actually number three out of three of the people in that trio. So I'm more inclined to give her a five in this case, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I, I, I like what I've seen from Maddie over the past seven to ten days. She's gone from somebody who was cloistered in that bedroom with the... Uh, uh, Michael and company and the, uh, the the evictors to somebody who has branched out, who is amiable and personable and, and somebody who gets along with her house guests. And you know what? I'll just be real about it. She's also somebody who I'm kind of rooting for. I can't believe I'm actually rooting for Maddie, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely with Ligori on this one. Like I, I love like a, a robbed goddess, you know, somebody who was like, you know, underestimated and then, you know, like comes back like a Phoenix from the fire. And uh, I know JL basically won her the veto, but who cares about that? That's details. Who cares about that? Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what she does and I'm going to give her a five. All right. Um, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, this one's a tough one. I feel like I, I feel better about her this week than I did last week. And I feel like she's making more connections and, you know, I, I just, even though she was on the block, I felt like she handled herself well. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel more neutral about her now than I did last week. So yeah, I'm going to give her a five. There you go. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, last week I gave her a four. Um, this week I do think that her position has improved. I think that when you look at these evictors, um, that they could all be targets as early as next week or a couple of weeks from now. Um, but the one that goes home matters, uh, or the one that the person that wins the HOH matters when it comes to which one of them goes home. Yes. Um, so Sheldon and Brooke want Regon. I think Kyle would probably want either Maddie or JL he's been wor- JL's been working on him but uh he might think that JL's more threatening and, and Kyle's also been working on Maddie um and then you know you have uh, Chris who probably want JL so i do think there are some people that might go after Maddie or if the veto is one that's you know that's bad for Maddie um and i think that people like JL and Rianne uh while more likely to be targeted are also a little bit more likely to win the game overall and have more respect as a players um so i think that kind of balances it out a a little mm-hmm. bit here yep. um to uh, at least at least a little bit and so uh for me it's a it's a five for uh for maddie and uh the audience agrees five from the audience as well by the way uh ddd trump in the chat says aren't fives just for fancy fencertons and i agree with you uh ddd that i don't much like giving out fives i really don't but it makes a big difference in the stock price. Um, you know, when you go from like a three to a five or a four to a five. So I have to, you know, I have to give them a fair rating. Also, 
I really do feel that a lot of the house guests are very middle of the road. A lot of them mm-hmm. have potential, but a lot of them are in a bit of a holding pattern right now. And mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do other than give them, you know, fours, fives, and sixes. The problem, with the exception of you know, idiots like Kyle, um, the, the exception is that once people start playing better, I'll have a sense of where the house is going. But right now, especially with the ejection of Jamar, everything is so up in the air that mm-hmm. I just, I have no idea what could happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. I said this last week. The The more uncertainty there is, the more things should gravitate toward the middle because you, mm-hmm. that's where things are the most unstable uh, and they could break any which way. Um, and I felt like leading into the Jamar removal that the evictors were kind of surpassing that middle point and in a pretty good spot. But with Jamar gone, I feel like it balanced mm-hmm. out back to back toward that middle spot. Um, so that's uh, that's where we are there. So let's talk about the final evictor here, John Luke. Uh, let's see if we have any different thoughts on John Luke, um, who I feel like is the biggest uh, person hit from the Jamar uh, removal because he was the person who was doing the best recovery. Um, and and I felt like was definitely getting into to a good position. Um, Kyle, who had previously been very gung-ho about targeting JL, had shifted his target over to Jamar. And part of the reason he wasn't going after JL anymore was because he was, or part of the reason he was making good with JL was because like, I have to deal with Jamar first. And so I'll try to make peace with JL for now. So I don't, so I can feel comfortable going after Jamar. But now that Jamar is gone, I really don't know who Kyle is going to target. I think it has to be either Maddie or JL at this point. And with Kyle probably comes a few other people. Uh, and and I think that's it's not good for JL. I was really I was really feeling his position here. But now I now I can actually see a scenario where he goes home next week. And uh, and, and really before Jamar left, I really couldn't see that. Um, so it's a tricky spot. It's a tricky spot. Uh, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm going to give jail uh, five keep it consistent for the evictors i guess yeah that's- I, I i actually gave him a three last week i am going to bump him up to a four this week but i'm not going to go any higher than that i just i really do buy terrence contention that by jamar being ejected from the house that that really does hurt jl jl's also a big guy he's got muscle pretty boy i have a little bit of a crush on him you see i love the way he talks he's just so like <laughs> dude but like he but he Brad, really man. does talk like that like he's not faking like i love seeing an it's on twitter like like told us like people in like wherever he's from in canada actually do talk like that which is crazy to me let's grab um, some orange pop and hang out bro. oh my god that's so crazy <laughs> i love it so cute um but yeah no it's it's a four i i do feel like he could go home as early as next week like kyle could win hoh and i could totally see him saying you know what jl i want you out i could see chris winning hoh back to back and saying you know what jl i want you out like so yeah there's at least two people that i know definitely would probably go after jl or at least have him on their radar yeah yeah it's uh, it, it sucks too because I, I was really i was really digging it i was really come i was ready to come into this round table like guys jl he's in the best spot in the house but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Uh, this, this did not uh, work out for him. And, and it seems like the audience felt similarly. They, they gave him a six here, um, which was, it was barely a six. It barely reached that. Um, now what I did today 
for the survey is that I put it out in the morning like I usually do. And then when the feeds came back and we found out that Jamar had been removed from the house, I actually allowed people to edit their responses uh, with the knowledge of Jamar's eviction. And so um, that didn't change a whole lot, I, I, I think, um, based on what I had seen before. Uh, but I think that as people started to realize that John Luke was maybe not in as good a position, I think his, the editing dropped it down a little bit, but not enough to drop him down to a five from the audience. So it's going to be a six from the audience, but overall a five. So, so far straight fives from us here, uh, <laughs> which, you know, I, 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 Sorry, I was, guys. I've been trying to make it so that we average out to five because that's what we, that's where we want to be. Right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't anticipate that it would just be straight fives to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. But not everybody's going to have the great thing about the way that they do the, the uh, algorithm now and the stock prices is that even though that all these house guests are getting similar ratings, they're not all going to have similar prices because of the fact that their price this week is based on their yep. rating from last week compared to this week. And you get a score and a price. It remembers that. the formula yes. remembers exactly uh, just like the north. Um, so <laughs> so we've got Matt uh, Min up next. Uh, Min. Mm. Oof. Oof. Min. You know. I was going to give her the paddle. Doom, I see ya. Uh, but no, because I do think that the eviction is going to be canceled this week. I, I see no way that they're going to lose Minley and Jamar in the same freaking, you know, 72 hour period. There's just no way that it can happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident in that. On the other hand, I was confident they weren't, they weren't going to kick out Jamar and see how that happens. So I'm going to leave a little bit of possibility that I could be wrong, but I'm going to give her a two because she is in dire straits if this eviction goes forward she is out the door i am praying that the fact that jamar is out of the house now uh and it happened relatively late in the week means they're going to cancel this hoh and i see some of you in the chat that are like just because jamar did something means that sheldon gets his hoh taken away you know what there's precedent for it it's happened before in big brother where people's hohs have been taken away and they mm -hmm. close that hoh and move on to the next week when someone is out of the house so mm -hmm. yep i am uh, fully prepared for this to happen but i'm gonna give her a two all right yeah, yeah. I, I i was i i would have given her a two like i would be giving her a two right now if i thought the eviction was definitely happening so because i feel like there's a chance it might not happen um i'm actually gonna give her a three um okay. i feel like because i feel like if this if this eviction doesn't happen i don't i don't know if she's going home anytime soon I, I feel like I agree. I feel but like she's, she's men though. Right. Like she'll still, she'll still mess up her own spot, but now she knows she can't trust Vanessa and that's huge for her. Um, and I think that, uh, if she, if she survives this week, there again, there are more pressing targets in the house. Um, in fact, if she survives this week, that would be great for the evictors because it would, another person in front of them yep. um but if she survives i do think she has a chance to uh to continue to survive a couple more weeks uh, she's not somebody that a lot of people want to waste an hoh week on um it was just kind of a little bit of a fluke that sheldon sheldon is the exact kind of person who would take out uh men in this spot and all of these things came together to make it happen where the veto was won in a certain way and vanessa uh you know was running around in a certain way and so uh, i feel like she might be able to hang on here for a while if the eviction is canceled if not i i don't have much hope for her so uh it's a it's a it's an it's an odd three for me here this week yeah i'm gonna give her a two because um yeah there's a possibility she goes home this week there's also a possibility that she, the eviction is canceled she doesn't go home um however i i'm 
even if she stays, I mean, just the way that this week was handled, I don't think that she did a good job. I mean, the house meeting was not a good idea. Um, when she's talking to Brooke in the bathroom about like what's going on and, you know, if you, she trusts her and blah, blah, blah. And Brooke's just like, yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. If someone's just agreeing with you by just going, mm hmm, mm hmm, yeah, right. yeah, that means they're not with you. That means they don't agree with you. Like, unless they start adding in their own stuff. Like they're not with you. So, I mean, like for future house guests, know that because that always happens. If they're not adding in and they're not joining in the conversation with you, you're talking to a wall. You're talking to someone who doesn't want to listen to you. Um, and also, you know, I just want to point out that at this house meeting, um, first of all, Min handled herself really well. She didn't do a good job at actually taking the target off her back, but people were like openly laughing in her face and interrupting her and all this stuff. It was, I, I mean, if I was in men's position, I would not have been able to keep my cool. I would have been so frustrated with everyone and I, I probably would have gotten angry, whatever. But I, I just think she did a really good job. Um, she was composed. Face, yeah. She was so composed in face of some really just terrible behavior, at least in my view. So, um, you yeah, know, I, I agree I with that. Like, I agree with that she was composed during the house meeting, but like her strategy was so bad. No, the strategy didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. Like there was no the strategy not there. But but just FYI, yeah, I'm sorry. But it's been so frustrating to watch Minley all, all because you know I I, I I my casino closed uh, a day or two, a day or two ago, but I was working up until then, and I missed some of the feeds where you know like some of the stuff was happening. But then I went back and watched it, and watching Minley continually protect Vanessa when she knows mm-hmm. that Vanessa is the cause of all of this. It just uh, she like she has so much faith in Vanessa, and of course I know she does that now. But watching her finally get to that point was like ah, like it took you that long to finally throw Vanessa under the under the bus when you wouldn't do it when you would do it for anybody else, but for some reason Vanessa had this hold on you. So frustrating. Yeah, <sighs> uh, Tammy asked, but who is going to work with Min after this week? Uh, and that's actually exactly my point uh that she doesn't have anybody in the house now and that makes her less threatening and i think that that will make her more likely to be overlooked in future weeks if she stays uh the audience agreed with me on this one they gave her a three they gave her a three this week um so that she's gonna land there at a three overall um and you know won't we look like fools if uh if me and the audience if uh the eviction goes through um so uh next up you can buy her if you want (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about Kyle, um, Kyle, who uh, last week we gave overall a three. Um, where do we stand on Kyle now, Melissa? I don't even want to talk about Kyle. Um, uh, I don't know. I Rem- just feel like. Sorry, just brief, briefly, because I know that a lot of people uh, were messaging me on Twitter about this, that like, all right, this was the week that uh i i did have some emotional ratings taryn um and i <laughs> yeah. do understand That's that how i, feel right I now. do understand that but us us on the panel we have to be object- objective this uh people are playing a game and they rely on us to be objective so we are going to remain objective as as objective as we can in trying to rate kyle yeah i i do think that like i do feel like he's been exposed and that like he has got you know he's involved in all the this drama and whatever and all that but it does still seem like people don't want to get rid of him uh it seems like they still want to work with him um for whatever crazy reason um 
you know, and even Vanessa has now like set, like hitched her wagon to him by outwardly saying so at the house meeting um, and saying like, yep, I'm with Kyle now. I'm with Kyle. Yep, I'm with him. It's like so, so the whole thing was just a nightmare. Um, so I feel very negatively towards Kyle right now, if I'm being totally honest, but I will try and be positive in my rating. Uh, and the fact that he seems to be invincible makes me want to give him um, at least one better than I did last week. And last week I gave him a three, so I'll give him a four. There you go. Yeah, it's a tricky one here for Kyle. I gave him a four last week. I felt like his position was not quite as dire as uh, as some other people were saying at the time. Um, and I feel like that's probably still the case, uh, especially again with Jamar leaving. That's one major obstacle to Kyle's game coming out of the way. And uh, that means that uh, you have Hira, who is still targeting Kyle. And you have. Carol. Who's maybe still targeting Kyle. Um, apart from that, maybe Angie. Uh I'm hard pressed to find a lot of other options. Uh, JL, Maddie and Ree have all said that their priority is Chris over Kyle. Um, and so if that's the case, I mean, Kyle will still be in danger. He will probably still be on the block. But if they are wanting Chris gone more than Kyle and you have the likes of Sheldon, who is also trying to protect Kyle over Chris, then Chris probably goes um, and that uh, that's that's good for Kyle. That said, he's still uh, in, a, in a in a spot where he might go on the block. He could very well be in danger. And there are some people who are coming after him in particular. And so uh, I, I can't give him a, a five like some of the others. So uh, for me, it's it's also a four this week. So uh, Brent, what do you think? Yeah, I gave him a two last week, and I think he's done marginally better this week. Um, so I'm going to give him a three uh, for some of the reasons that you guys stated, but also the fact that his number one enemy in Jamar is out of the house. Also, the fact that, I again, I, even when I see people coming for him, I actually, Taryn, I'm not even sure that they have the votes to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see, I could see Kyle going on the block and Sheldon and company working the votes in such a way where Kyle actually stays. So... I'm not even sure that there's a way to get him out of the house right now. That said, you know, of the people who are remaining in the house, there are definitely a few people who are coming after him who don't like him. And he is obviously a massive backdoor target. Anytime two people are placed on the block and the veto gets used, his name is going to go through your head. It just is. So I, I can't give him any higher than a three. There you go. Uh, the audience agrees with you on this one, Brent. They gave him a three uh, out of ten this week. So uh, he is going to land there overall at a four. So let's talk about Angie. Let's talk about Angie. Um, I gave Angie a four last week. Um, and I got to say, I, I'm still not super down on Angie. I feel like this cast is really wide open. Um, there are definitely a lot of people who don't respect Angie right now, but there's so much game to be played for uh, for me to be like that down on Angie. And I, I do feel I, I don't feel like there's really anyone in this house that I can say with certainty can't win a jury vote. Even Angie, who I think is the probably in the worst position to win a jury vote. Uh, I feel like there's so much game to be played and she knows the show and she is in some alliances um, I, that I do. I do feel like I'm, I'm not not quite as down. I'm, I'm going to stay at a four for me. I don't think she's going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. And that's a long time to, to change her station in the game. I mean, and so it's a four. 
uh, like, is she eventually able to accumulate the credibility and the agency in order to, to win the game? I don't know if that's possible. I just don't. Um, I gave her a two last sure. week. I'm going to up my rating to a three this week. So I'll give her some improvement. She's not like totally invisible. And she does seem to have some interest in actually playing the game. There are other people who have like more interest in playing the game now. Maybe it just takes people like Angie and Carol a week or two to get, you know, acclimated to things and actually get into it here. So from a two to a three, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's same for me. Um, I gave her a two last week, three this week. There you go. Um, the audience. Wow. <laughs> that was a close one. Uh, the audience went with a four. Um, just barely a four. Um, it's, uh, so there you go. It's a, it's, it's a four overall for Angie. Um, let's move on to Carol. Uh, Carol, who last week was at a two, uh, remembering that she uh, nearly quit the game last week. Mm -hmm. Things have changed for Carol. Uh, She definitely has a newfound energy for the game. Um, She got a letter from her wife saying, stay in the game. Um, She is now (laughs) way more involved in the strategy. She is uh, in a couple of different alliances um, working uh, her way through. I think she has a similar issue to Angie in that she is not as respected in the house although i think she is more likely than angie to uh to be able to win respect by the end of the game if she makes it there um especially with the maneuverings that she's making right now uh and for some reason people like sheldon just trust her um for when when they shouldn't so uh, uh carol uh carol's a tough one uh, brent how do you feel about carol uh, similar to Angie, I also gave her a two last week. And similar to Angie, I'm going to bump her up a uh, one point this week. I'm going to give her a three. I st- I do question the idea that someone like this can actually win a jury vote at the end. She wanted to quit the game. And even if she gets to, like, say, final five, final four, they're going to get rid of her. They're never going to let somebody like this get to the end unless unless they view her as a total goat, in which case she's not going to win anyway. So, mm. yeah. Wow. yeah I'm uh, same. To me, a three is generous. Same as Brent. Um, I gave her a two last week, gave her a three this week. All right. Well, it looks like our ratings for uh, for Carol are identical with our ratings for Angie because I gave her a four and the audience gave her a four. Uh, So she's going to land there at a four. Um, Let's talk about Hera. Let's talk about Hera. Oh, man, I was so excited to rate Hera this week because at first I was like, oh, Sheldon won. This is great for Hera. And then Sheldon was like, oh, no, Hera's got to go. And I was like, no, this is terrible for Hera. And then it was like, "Uh oh, no, Jamar has to go. Hera's the one that we want. And I was like, oh, this is great for Hera. And then it was like, uh, Jamar's now gone. And I was like, oh, no, back to ba- back to bad for Hera. Um, it's been it's been an up and down week here for Hera. And uh, I, I, I wish I wish I could be more positive um, about it. But uh, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, um, I I just feel like uh, I similar to everybody else that I've been rating. I gave here a four last week and I'm going to give him a five this week. I feel like he's in a better position or at least I have more faith in his ability this week. Um, but with Jamar gone, it, it really affects things because I do feel like it was beneficial for Hira to have Jamar in the house. And now that Jamar has gone, that's not good for Hira. So um, yeah. So that's why I'm just going to go with the five. He's in the middle for me. It could go either way for him moving forward. Yeah. I gave him a three last week. I'm not going to, I'm not going to raise this score this week. To me, he is totally expendable to a majority of the house. Like there is nobody who is really close to uh, Hira. And also the fact that Jamar has gone home and now moves him right up on the list. Um, he could go home as soon as next week. He really could. And I don't think anybody would bat an eye. In fact, he would be a, a definite pawn that somebody could put up there if they were looking for a target. Specifically, they'd stick 
Hero, uh, he, I want to say there was a character on He-Man that was named Hero. And then sometimes when I say Hero, I say Hero. But like Hero, I love the fact that he is so passionate about the game. But goddamn, he irritates the living fuck out of Sheldon sometimes with his ideas and what he wants to do. And he's not willing to take no for an answer. So goddamn it, I can't raise the score. It's going to be a three. All right. Uh, I, I gave Hero a five last week. I, I almost want to go up. I wish I could go up on here. I just can't. How I just can can't. you? I, I, I have yeah. to. I have to give him a five. I have to give him a five. Um, I do feel like he's like just a little bit improved from last week, uh, but it's it's not enough to uh, to launch him up to a six. I think so. Uh, it's a five from me and uh, the audience who last week gave him a five. This week also gave him a five, um, and so that makes his final score a four. <laughs> probably <laughs> i'm gonna say it's four a four and then i'll correct myself if i'm wrong uh no it's a five it's a it's five there you go um <laughs> so it's, i'm good at math i promise um so next up is sue let's talk about sue um sue's another interesting one um i feel like i was much higher on sue's game last week than i am this week i still feel like she's got good instincts she's got a great social game i feel like strategically she can do well, um, she was one of my highest ratings last week. I gave her a seven. I gave Jamar a seven. Um, I don't know if I can justify that anymore. Um, but, uh, Brent, Brent, what do you think? I mean, I, she was also my highest rated house guest last week. And I do feel like I have to bump her down a peg here. Um, she was a seven last week. I'm going to give her a six this week. I still feel like she's playing head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of a social game. People love her. I don't see anybody who's targeting her. They might be a little irritated with her at times. They might say her name, but I don't, there's nobody who's actually coming for Sue. Okay. She also had a little something with Jamar and I don't know what that was, but it's now gone because he's gone and maybe that will help her in the end. But I have to think short term, it's going to hurt her. The fact that, you know, somebody like that who really trusted Sue is now out of the house. Also, there are alliances that are happening around her that she is not part of, even though she thinks six feet under is the, is the place to be. It's really not. So how can you say that she's improved since last week? So I feel like you have to go down to a six. Yeah. Melissa. Yeah, um, I agree with everything you guys said, although I still feel the best about her game in the house right now. So I'm going to give her a six, um, even though that's not I gave her a six last week. I'm just going to keep it at a six now because I do still feel the best about her game versus everybody else. Yeah, I just I feel weird giving her what will probably be the best score in the house because I don't feel like she's in the best position in the house. But I do feel like I I have the, I feel like I have the most confidence in her as, as a player. That is that's the key. Yes, that's yeah. the key. Yes. Because she has the strategic acumen and the emotional ability to mm-hmm. be able to be a complete Big Brother player. Whereas and I feel like there's shortcomings with other people that hold them back. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think her problem right now is that she's loyal to the wrong people, and uh, and and she people do see how social she is, and they do see her as a bit threatening, and they some of them don't trust her because of it. She's not really anybody's number one, um, and I think that's a really tough place to be. So I, you know, I, I it's still I I think I'm still like maybe a little too high on Sue if when I give her a six here, um, but I just I, I do feel like because everyone else is in also a bad position. That if things shake up, then I feel like she's one of the people that could come out on top if that happens. Um, so uh, it's a six for me and from the audience as well. So straight six is there for 
Sue. Um, let's talk Chris. <laughs> let's talk Chris, our, uh, our, our brain transformation specialist. Um, last week we gave him straight fours. Um, this week he's still, you know, I think he's improved, but he's still in a great spot. Uh, there are still people coming for him because of the movie made last week and how he made it. Um, and even though like there are some people still like kind of socializing with him, he's still not very respected. Like even his closest allies are like, yeah, let's use the bull. Let's we keep him here to be used. Um, so it's, it's, it's a weird one. Um, should, do I go with a five for Chris? That's the question. Um, I think that for me, uh, I can't give him a five. I can't give him a five. He's not in as good a spot as John Luke or Sheldon. Um, I think he's almost there. I think John Luke is a more capable player, um, but they're in similar spots where they could go home next week. And so because I don't think he's as, as a capable player I'm, uh, for Chris, I'm going to go with four again. Um, and we'll see if, if he if he improves, if he continues to be in an OK spot, then maybe he'll go up. But uh, for now, I've got to stick with the four. Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, um, I feel I actually feel better about him this week. I know he's not in a great position, but I do feel better about him because I do feel like there are people who are wanting to work with him or at least wanting to use him. Whereas before they were like, I didn't feel like anyone was being real with him when he was HOH. I feel like everybody was just like saying they wanted to work with him and then mocking him behind his back. Uh, now they're mocking him still a little, but they're also like wanting to use him or work with him for real, not just like a fake deal because he's in power. So I do feel better about him than I did last week. However, I'm not so sure about the strategy behind it. So um, we'll just have to see. Um, and there are still people tar- targeting him, but that's why I went. I went four last week. Now I'm going to go five. Uh, yeah, I gave her four. I gave her. I gave him a four last week, and I do feel relatively good about Chris's game. But it's not something where I'm like blown away by it. It's just he stopped the free fall for me. Like I don't feel as bad last week as I felt about his game. Like to me, he got like a four minus last week. Mm-hmm. Like I almost gave him a three. Whereas now I feel like it's not a four. It's a four plus. I feel relatively good about. Chris's game, but I do feel like there are shortcomings. The fact that he's ultimately clueless, the fact that he's not really in the majority of any one alliance. Nobody considers him a number one. People are using him. They don't respect him. I don't know if he could get to the end of the game, and I don't know if he could win a jury vote even if he got there. So <laughs> besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how is the play? <laughs> so I gave him a I gave him a four. Again. Yeah, it, it almost feels to me like like he only doesn't seem bad right now because nobody else is really in a killer spot. Yeah. And I feel like if somebody takes control of the game, then that's when he that's when he tanks. But um, the audience agrees with uh, you and I here, Brent. The audience gave Chris a four. Um, all right. Let's talk about Brooke, who's another tricky one. Um, Brooke is, for me, the only other person I considered giving a six uh, in the stock watch here um, because her position is somewhat similar to uh, Sheldon's in the sense that uh, not a lot of people coming for her right now. Uh, Um, But she could very easily be used as a pawn. Um, I like her social game when I see it, but like it doesn't seem to ever work with people. Again, I said that last week. Yeah, Yeah. everyone hates her. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I don't know why, personally. Uh, even the audience hates her. Uh, and I can sort of understand why. Um, but I feel like her hate is a little bit disproportionate to, like, her actual actions in the house, which have kind of coincided with how the audience feels, uh, other than the fact that she's obviously, like, in love with Sheldon. Um, so, uh, there's something about her that rubs people the wrong way, and it's really bad for her. Uh, I think that she's going to have trouble winning a jury vote. Uh, and I think she recognizes that, but I don't know how she changed changes it and like she's in the house saying like i came in here uh, I, I said i wasn't gonna play with the alpha bros but here i am playing with the alpha bros and it's right. like yes but how do you change that narrative and she's talking about like well i know that sheldon can beat me in the end sheldon's the best player in this house i'll, I'll need to you know do something about that eventually but like i don't know i don't know i don't see her path right now um and and like she like where does she take out sheldon when Sheldon is closer to everybody else than she is and and she can't get to those people and Sheldon Sheldon of all people is closer to those people than she is. Right. So, uh for me, uh for me it's a it's a 5. It's a 5 for Brooke. Um again, I think I think it could go up maybe when she's not spending all of her time in the HOH room with uh with Sheldon that she'll have a chance to go up, yeah. but for now for now it's a 5 for me. This uh, must be such a weird experience for Brooke because Brooke is like us. She's a super fan of Big Brother and you you know when we're you're a fan of Big Brother, you picture how it's going to go when you go into the house. You have a, a plan, you have a sense of things, you know what to expect, you know what they're going to do, you know how things are going to go. But then, like, she must feel like she is just, like, literally hanging on to the back of the car as it's going around the curb. And she's trying to, you know, not fall off because she's in with all these alpha bros. It's not what she anticipated. She's trying to figure out a way out of it. She knows that Sheldon could beat her, although that's a long way away. But, you know, the uh, uh, journey of her game is being written right now. And she doesn't know how to change it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the fact that Jamar was ejected from the game and everything is up in the air could actually work to her benefit somewhat if the board gets reset and maybe she ends up in a more dominant position than she otherwise would be right now. I actually feel like it would be not a bad plan for somebody like, uh, you know, Brooke and Sheldon and, you know, Kyle to come together with, you know, uh, the evictors that are left over and make a run at it. Uh, But who knows where she's ultimately going to land. I gave her four last week. I know that, she hasn't done a lot this week, but I, I, I still feel like she is better than last week in that even though uh, she is used as a pawn, possibly by other people, I do feel like that at the end of the day, her allies would protect her at this point in the game. So it's a, a marginal five for me, for Brooke. Melissa, what do you think? <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. Um, she's the same here. Everything you guys said, she's a five for me. Yes. Uh, and, and just very, very quickly. Also, like she's she keeps talking about how she, like her gut instinct when she walked into the house was Rhea is going to be the person to take me out of this game. Um, and now Rhea is staying in the game. Very likely um, when people have these feelings, in my in my opinion, these are not premonitions. Uh, in my opinion, they have these feelings and then they make them happen. Uh, like Tommy feeling like Cliff was going to be his downfall in the game. It happened, right? Uh, so um, I, I just I, I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like Rhea is going to take out Brooke at some point. I feel like that's just going to be how it works. Um, but the audience is with us on Brooke. It's going to be straight fives for Brooke all the way down. So finally, let's talk about Vanessa. Um, Vanessa, who got the paddle from Brent last week. Uh, and um, it was in a, uh, a tricky spot here. So Brent. You still have the paddle ready? 
it, this is just so infuriating <laughs> for me because I I don't know what to do with this person. Um, I'm I'm asking. Okay, this is the question I'm asking myself. I gave them on one last week. I know what she did last week. Um, has she improved in any way this week to to better her game or put herself in a more advantageous position than she otherwise was before? I have to say that the answer to that is no. Again, I cannot give her any credit for any of the luck that has come her way in that some people are either too stupid or too unwilling to face the fact that she is an absolute wild card who does not have their best interests. She doesn't have any plans. She doesn't know what she's doing. And ultimately, she's been exposed. I actually think that her now, I don't know, it's her number one enemy, but her one of her enemies in Min Lee who called her out during the house meeting I think she's going to stay in the house this week. And if she stays in the house this week, I feel like she could definitely come. I forgot about that. That's, that is very bad mm-hmm. for Vanessa if that happens. Um, so I don't see how I can give her a better score this week. I know some people didn't really agree with the paddle last week, but I'm going to give her the paddle again. The paddle is back. It's a one. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with everything that you guys or Brent just said. I mean, that was my thought was if Minley stays in the house, she loses that person that was at one point an ally, or at least like even if Vanessa didn't think so, Min Lee thought so. Um, and, you know, Tammy in the chat said it that um, she has less allies this like today than she did two days ago. So, um, you know, and the fact that that house meeting did not go well for her, she like firmly solidified that she's with Kyle, even if maybe that's not true. And she and, and showed herself to be so untrustworthy too. Right, like, she like, did. Yeah. Like Kyle said, like, I could yeah, lie about something. what I've like been that. doing this whole time. Yes, I did lie. Yeah, this is what I've been doing. It's like, so now everyone knows not to trust you. So it was all just bad. Um, so I'm going to give Vanessa a two. All right. I, I, I believe I gave Vanessa a three last time. I, I got to stay. I got to stick with that one, uh, to be honest. Um, I still feel like she's in a really bad spot. I mean, this is the, this is going to be tie tie for the lowest score uh, in the house right now with Min Lee, who's likely going home this week. Um, and that's because she has put herself in a bad spot. Um, but with the house being as fluid as it is and with her luck stat being maxed out and the fact that she somehow <laughs> manages to just get through all the time, I do feel like she's just like, is she going to go home anytime soon? I don't think so. I don't think anybody's targeting her anytime soon. And if you are one of those people, um, I am going to, in the early portion of the game, be just a little bit higher on you uh, just because there's so much game left to be played. You could always pull a, you know, it happens. Not really. But Jessica happened <laughs> once. Right. And then it went back. It went, it went away. But it happened. And like, what, what, if, what if she had continued? You know, um, so you never you never know. Uh, Sarah Hanlon happened once, so you mm-hmm. never know. Um, so, you know, that's that's where I'm at. This is a three for Vanessa. Um, and the audience, uh, the audience agrees with me. They gave her three. So um, I think that's going to land her at a two overall, which is probably where she was last time. It's, it's not there anymore. Um, all right. So. <laughs> Looks like she was a three last time. Was she? Was she yeah. a three last week? Okay. So she's fallen. I think that's fair. Uh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't drop her, but I think it's fair. Um, all right. So there you go. That is the stock watch. Now, obviously, there's a player missing. That's because the player was recently removed from the game. That is Jamar. Um, now, typically how this works for the stock watch is that uh, if somebody is out of the game, 
all of their shares are worthless. Um, they, uh, you cannot sell them um, and they, uh, you, you lose all of the money that you put into them. However, this is a game. It's meant to be fun. Um, and <laughs> I think that there is there can th- an argument can be made that Jamar's removal from the game is outside of the game. A little bit. Um, And so uh, instead of just completely invalidating all of the Jamar shares, what we are doing is we are going to refund you any Jamar shares that you purchased at a considerably lower rate. You're still going to lose a lot of money on your Jamar shares, but you're not going to lose all of your money. Um, I don't want you to be completely out uh, <laughs> and you're going to be able to sell them yeah. <laughs> right yeah. uh, you you have already automatically been refunded these shares right. jamar is no longer on the market um and so uh you still have again you still have lost a considerable chunk but uh but you are not completely out of it uh with this and this is going to be what we do moving forward with any potential removals um you know this hasn't happened since like what willie hans so uh it wasn't really something that we were anticipating but uh but i i when i when i was trying to figure out like what to do with this i wanted to do something that was uh that we could be consistent with regardless of the circumstances if somebody is removed from the house like that so uh so uh, I believe you will have lost something around 66% of your investment in uh, in Jamar, but you still are alive and kicking in the game and you can continue to play. Taryn, I love that. That is like the, that is Washington's best bailout ever. And I, I'm living for it. <laughs> we're yeah. protecting. We're the safeguards are in place for the market. <laughs> when it drops too hard, it closes. Um, <laughs> the circuit breakers. Too circuit real, breakers guys. Hit, right? Too yeah. real. Um, this is like very reflective of real life right now. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what's happening with Jamar. He will not receive a rating this week um, and w- probably will be one of the highest rated uh, evictees uh, ever. Um, he, I mean, he was my highest rated person last week. Yeah. So um, he had high rating. Yeah. So that's that's what we have there. Uh, all right. So let's let's quickly run through some of these other questions on the survey here. Um, here we go. Uh, we've got we've got a leaderboard ready. I, I, I wasn't sure how quick it would be ready. Ooh, but we've got it ready. So excited. on the site, realitystockwatch.com. Uh, that's where you can sign up. You can still sign up if you haven't. Uh, you can still sign up. You can still play. You'll have more money than people who've interested in Jamar. Uh, so it's, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you've not missed out on a ton. Um, so uh, you can go there. You can you can play. Uh, you can play the game. Um, and uh, this is, you can have some fun here. So uh, I'm going to bring up the leaderboard right here. All right. And so there's a leaderboard on the website. Just like that. I just looked at the leader. <laughs> <laughs> of course she knew there was a leaderboard. She was like Mel. in the chat, like, by the way, there's a leaderboard. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Or Mel, like, who's on the update this morning, uh, in the lead right now. Yeah, she's uh, well, in the chat tied, saying, oh, tied, would you look at that? Tied for the lead. Tied mm-hmm. for the lead. Let's be let's be clear here. Uh, her and uh, 14 other people who uh, who did very similar things. Um, uh, or no, not 14 other people. Uh, her and six other people uh, who went in on John Luke and Carol. Um, and then uh, and then and then people who just went in on John Luke. Um, and then, uh, hey, there's me. 15th. Um, I, I went in on Carol there. Uh, and so everybody who went in on Carol is going to be uh, there uh, in the next few batches of people. So let's let's find. Where the hell am I? There's a search function. 
Oh, that's awesome. Let's search for Brent. Brent Wagamot. I bought Sue. Ah, uh, yes. And, and Walsh, oh, I don't have an LFC by my name. That's why I can't find it. Oh. Um, yeah, so That'll, fix that. Would we'll, you? We'll, we'll, we'll get that. I want. I want my. I want my. Well, I want my bling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll make we'll make sure the uh, the bling comes up. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in 298th place. Yes, 298. I, but I did earn money. Like, yes. I earned two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Like, I think that that portfolio is counting the twenty dollars that yeah, I get I think this so. week. So I earned two dollars. <laughs> the reason I bought Sue was honestly, I felt like she was a good buy because I felt like there was a good chance based on last week. Because last week, I think it was like six, six, seven, seven, and that's how she got a seven. So it was by the skin of her teeth. And I was like, but then I looked at the projections, which you can look at the projections on this side, which I absolutely love. And I think you guys, whoever designed this, like, God bless you. I'm like having so much fun with it. But you could look at the projections for Sue. And I saw that even if Sue dropped a point, that she would basically be at the same price that she was before. Uh, She would actually earn like a nickel. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I wouldn't lose any money and I didn't see her dropping any more than a point. And I also thought if she actually does stay at $7, then she will earn $2 and that will be a monster buy for me. Yeah. So I thought she was actually good, but then look what happened. She made a couple things outside of her control. Again, I, if Jamar doesn't go home this week, I think I give Sue Sue a better score. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just wasn't meant to be. Well, I mean, you were right. She did not drop uh, further than one point. Yeah. So, uh, so you you didn't lose anything. Um, and in 298th, not anything to uh, be too ashamed of. There are close to like 1,500 people playing this game. So, uh, all right, so not bad. We can just move on. We can just move on. All right, let's we just, find. We can just move on. You know, we don't need. Nobody needs to really <laughs> see what's going on here. <laughs> Melissa Denny, uh, 1,006th. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. You broke into the thousands. Look, I'm just gonna say, yeah, honestly, like I just wanted to maintain my record of being terrible at this, so that's really what I was doing. Um, but also, you know, as an excuse for myself, I didn't get to see the projections or anything because I was late and um, <laughs> submitted late, so you know, I didn't get to really experience the stock watch. I kind of just like well, threw these, and I wanted to back up my Vanessa. Uh, <laughs> So I was like, you know what? We're going to see next week when she gets a great rating and I'm going to do really well. If she stays in the game, she'll eventually get a better score from me and that'll bump up her score. I I do love the fact that you you bought Rianne and she, uh, I don't know, did she She go up? She stayed the same. She stayed the same. Well, she got a better score than I did. I gave her a better score. I'm doing real well here. Yeah. Well, I I I have I have to like uphold my reputation. For the stock watch, so that's kind of what I'm doing. Okay, I gave Rihanna a five last week. I thought I gave Rihanna a four last week, but I gave her a five last week. So my me giving her a five or a six this week really didn't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there you go. Um. So yes, I I believe, like I said, it was close to um fifteen hundred. Uh. Yeah. Here we go. Um. Uh. Fourteen hundred eighty-seven players total. Um. On Very, the wow. leaderboard. That's a lot, especially for Big Brother Canada. Right. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the site functions uh, from Big Brother US. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I have uh, have some some stats that uh, Sheldon was the uh, most purchased player. This is going by dollar amounts spent on the player, not the amount of shares. So this is uh, more accurate to like in terms of you know proportionally 
um, accounting for the price. How much did people invest? Sheldon was the person most invested, invested in, followed by Brooke and, uh, and then Jamar. So, uh, so there were a lot of people who went in there on Jamar. Uh, then, then Sue, um, and, uh, and then, and then Hira. So th- that w- those were the top five, uh, by, a, by a decent margin. Um, the rest were, uh, were much less. So, um, there you go. Excellent. I love that site. It is so fun. And Melissa, definitely like uh look at the site and like play with the projections. You'll have so much fun. Like it's really yeah, it's, a, it's a total blast. I, yeah. I I looked at the site, it just wouldn't let me like input my choices because I thought we had, you know how last year we would have like up until the episode, like right, right. before the episode to submit. That's what I thought it was. Well, for Big so, Brother USA, we have right until the episode. For Big Brother Canada, you always had to do it before like four o'clock because they tape, remember? Yeah. Oh, okay. So and, what, uh, yeah, well, what is the rule here? Like when do we have to submit by? So, I think it's four o'clock. Yeah, so the market is okay. now open. You can you can make your purchases. Uh, the market will close at 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Uh, we do that because they tape the show and the, the tape show ends around five o'clock and so we want to make sure that we get uh, everything in before spoilers could possibly be released now there's no audience so the chance of spoilers uh are considerably uh lower but but there I, are spoilers out there right. there were spoilers last time the, uh, the yes yeah, yeah. The, the the knowledge exists somewhere and and we'd rather be safe and just cut it off at 4 p.m and yes Please do not wait until the last minute to submit your buys, if possible. Um, that uh, you, you just be, be safe um, and and get them in ahead of time. You can double check them at around four p.m. Uh, but but try not to, to all like uh, cram the system at once um, and try to get your picks and uh, just just be safe. Just be safe with your picks. Um, so that's what's going on with the stock watch. Let's run through some of these uh, bonus questions. There weren't really many uh, unique ones to this week. Uh, how would you rate the episodes? of Big Brother Canada, a uh, 5.18 this week, um, down from last week, I believe it was a 7 point, nope, it was a 6.49. I was definitely right, but wrong. Um, <laughs> how would you rate the feeds? 5.5 down from a 7.76. So uh, people not pleased. I think this rating would have been a lot higher uh, prior to the Jamar um, uh, mm-hmm. removal. Um, and then how would you, would you rate the season so far? Definitely a big hit down from a 7.5 to a 5.5. Um, so uh, people not fans of the Jamar removal. Um, I asked you to rank your, your uh, the players from your favorite to your least favorite. Uh, last week, Sheldon was on top, followed by Jamar. This week, can you guess? <laughs> It's Jamar. Jamar's Jamar. on top. I was going to say Jamar, yeah. <laughs> Jamar. Sorry, the way you said it, I was, I was like, like waiting for like a know. setup. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't want to say anything. Who's a, like- did you see who's at the bottom of who's our favorite player? Who's at the bottom? Yeah. Who, who, last, who, who, yeah. last week it was Kyle. This week it's Kyle. Kyle. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Groundbreaking. Just wanted to hear that. Yeah. Um, notably, Brooke was uh, in fourth place last week. She's in second place this week. Um, Sheldon has fallen from first to third. Uh, Sue 
was down in fifth. She is now fourth. Um, and Hira is fifth. He was previously sixth. Uh, Min Lee was third last week. And this week she has fallen all the way down to seventh. I imagine that's largely due to the controversy that she has been a part of. Um, right. John Luke also has risen quite considerably. He was fourth from last last week. And this week he is sixth. Yay, so, uh, I'm glad- yeah, yeah, people are feeling my feeling my uh, John Luke love. Uh, by the way, Doom in the chat, uh, Taryn wants to know: Can we sell this stock for toilet paper? Uh, <laughs> apparently, Doom is having a problem. He wants to know if the stock is sellable for toilet paper. What is this toilet paper? I, I why don't do people? Know. Why is everybody listen, buying toilet paper? Can I just tell you though? Listen, I just want to tell you, as an aside, like my mom calls me like right before I go into work on Friday, and she's like, Brent. She's like, can you like, because my mom doesn't know how to order online. So she's like, can I order on like five Amazon Prime, right? She's like, we went to the store. We went to buy some toilet paper because we needed toilet paper because we were out and it's all gone. We can't, we went to four different stores and it's all gone. So I'm like, yes, mom, I can order it. So then I go online. It's not going to be here for like three weeks. Like, and then like later on, I went back and tried to buy the same thing and whatever I was going to buy that was going to be here in three weeks, like literally disappeared like there was nothing available on amazon whatsoever uh so everybody's buying everything apparently of all things of all I things know. to be out of in this crisis it's toilet paper i, I okay Where, i don't get it i thought there was like you could use toilet paper for something else but it, it doesn't make sense but anyway moving on <laughs> all right um i asked how do you feel about having no live audience for the evictions um 15 of people said they did not like having no audience uh 66 of people said I don't I don't care. It, may, it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, sure. And 17% of people said, uh, I, I prefer it. I prefer no audience. So most people just don't care. Okay. Yeah. Uh, strategically, I asked, who is the best person for Sheldon to have targeted this week for his game? 40% of people said Rianne was the right move. I agree with that personally. Uh, notably, though, in second place with almost 20%, people said Vanessa. Vanessa would have been a good target for Sheldon. I disagree with that. I do think that he's right to worry that she will just completely blow up his game and his secret alliance with Kyle. Um, I do think he needs to, Vanessa needs to be dealt with, um, but I, I don't think Sheldon can be the one to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I dozed out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then Min Lee was third, 15%. Only 15% of people agree with the move this week to target Min. Yeah. I don't um, agree with that. I just, I still think he made a horrible mistake. I know you, I know you guys said it was close on Sunday. I do not feel it was as close. I feel like he, he can, he can see what's in front of him. He knows he needs to get re out of the house. He knew he should have gotten re out of the house on Friday and Saturday. And for some reason he just decided to forget about it and move on to a new plan. When the threat of re is still there and that three person alliance is still there. They're real and they will have power. All right. So I asked, how do you feel about the veto competition being played in pairs? It's a bit of a twist there. Um, people didn't love it. Uh, on a scale of love it to hate it. They were, or hate it to love it. They were pretty, pretty like halfway between hate it. And eh. yeah. like a 30, like a 35 out of a hundred. I didn't mind it. I was okay with it. Like it didn't, I feel like didn't I change. See it. Yeah. Before yeah. I judge it, but I mean, it's I didn't an love the fact idea. that I heard. Yeah, I didn't love the fact that I heard that JL was like basically won it for Maddie. Like I, I thought it was more. Of, I thought it was supposed to be more of a team thing. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then finally, who do you want to be evicted this week? Usually, these are pretty lopsided. This one was a little, little less lopsided. Uh, only sixty-four percent majority. They said Rianne. 
people 64% would prefer Rian is evicted. Uh 35% prefer uh Minley. Yeah, Minley is a handful and as you said and noted on the podcast she hasn't been exactly innocent on the show, but she is good TV and she is a total whirlwind and uh you know, she had Jamar's back whatever she said about him, she still had his back. So I I really I I I, I would hate to see Minley go. Yeah, I would hate to see her go. She's so entertaining and, and she makes things interesting. I, I find that she's a very fascinating character and I'd like to see more of her. So I really hope she stays. All right. So that's what we have for you today. It's a three hour podcast. I hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed it. Uh, look, I, you know, I think people need content right now. There's not a lot to do. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this long round table, uh, this week. There's, uh, like I said, lots of fun to be had on the, uh, realitystockwatch.com. You can still sign up. You can still get in the game right now. Um, I will be streaming about it on Thursday on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. I go through the, uh, the various picks and uh and projections so you can check that out as well uh i will be live tomorrow morning at 11 a.m eastern to update you on everything that happens today and happened today on the big brother canada 8 live feeds and uh, of course thursday nights um we will be live to recap the eviction episode of big brother canada 8 uh also thursday night after hopefully after the eviction recap for Big Brother Canada 8, I will be speaking with Derek Lavasser about Survivor mm-hmm. Winners at War. Um, so, uh, so check that out. Just stick around after the Big Brother Canada recap. We'll talk Survivor. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, you can, uh, you can always find me at One Lucky Gay. By the way, we just released our RuPaul's Drag Race Episode 3 recap with uh, me and Aman and Liana Boris. And uh, for those of you who listened to the podcast last week, we had a really interesting discussion that went on for about the first 30, 35 minutes of the podcast this week, where we got to talk a lot about perspective and intent and privilege and uh, the world and the future of uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. So I really encourage you guys to listen to that if you listened to the podcast last week, because uh, we, I felt like we got a lot of real real talk between me and Amon and Liana, and you never know what other people are thinking until you ask them. So it's always great to listen to what other people have to say and listen to their perspective because you never know exactly how people feel about your intent and how you present yourself to other people. There you go. Melissa. Uh, just everybody be safe out there. Uh, practice social distancing. I'm serious. Like stay inside if you can. Um, this is like, it's super important that we flatten the curve. And I know some people, you know, aren't necessarily taking it seriously, but I, I just have to implore you, like, please take it seriously. Look into it. Uh, COVID-19 is serious. And um, if it, 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 it might not impact you because maybe you're young, but that will impact someone else. You could be a carrier. Think about your grandparents. Think about your parents. Think about everybody else. Think about the vulnerable people. Don't just think about yourself. So please just, you know, yeah, let's, I let's have, do just FYI, like I, I have a friend of mine who's a primary care doctor. You know, my partner is a physician and we have a, a friend of mine who is from high school is a primary care doctor and she is taking care of her neighbor who is a COVID patient. Um, and uh, he is 42 years old, never had a health problem in his life. He is on his 11th day of with uh, the corona, coronavirus, and he still has trouble breathing to the point where it hurts. And there's also a guy that I retweeted. Um, he's 45 years old, um, otherwise healthy. He's a type 1 diabetic, but otherwise healthy, totally as a horse, does not take any other meds. Great guy, got the COVID virus, and 
almost felt like he was dying and went to the hospital and they gave him some stuff. And then, of course, he felt worse because they gave him Tylenol, or, uh, sorry, Motrin in the inhalers, which, you know, of course, make you feel worse after you actually have the coronavirus. And um, it was startling to me looking at how sick these people were and they were younger than me. And I know that you guys look at me and you think, oh, Brent's like young guy, youngish guy, whatever. But like these guys were younger than me and they were probably closer to death than they are life. So, yeah, take it serious. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you can infect others even without showing symptoms before you show symptoms. So uh, as Melissa said, be, be safe out there. Keep others safe um, and uh, just listen to podcasts. Yeah, I thought we did a good job. I don't mind the fact that the podcast went for like three hours this time because uh I need content. I'll go back and listen to this myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Uh, As we said, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Terror and you can find Brent at One Lucky Gay. Melissa is at It's Melissa with three of those A's. And uh, so for Brent and Melissa, I am Taryn Armstrong. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.